Hello everyone and welcome back to the Clockwork Cantina episode 154. I am one of your hosts, Josh902, and this is the other host of this show. I'm DT3. Hello everyone. Hello. Welcome. Hi everybody. Welcome to the 154th episode of this here show. Um, if you're watching us live on Twitch, we're a little bit late. That is my fault. Uh, but sometimes later shows actually help us out a little bit more than the earlier shows do. So some of our friends that don't get to watch usually will get to watch now. And if you're on YouTube, this is the usual time. Um, but yeah, now that that's out of the way, we got news today. There's a lot dropping. There's trailers to watch. I saved uh, the big one from today for this mm. show. Um, or, yeah, I assume the big one from today. It looks like there's a lot of news. Sorry, I'm just glancing at the news. I haven't had a chance to look at it oh, really yeah, quick. The, um, the today's big trailer, yeah, it's... Uh, I already watched it, but... but hey, yes, that, that's, that's go check out Daniel's one. reaction if he reacted to it. Go check it out on his YouTube. Go do it. I did, I did. Uh, check that out. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna, we're gonna hop into it because we got things to do. We got things to talk about. Let's go ahead and start out with what we've been up to. DT, you're up first, my friend. Let me go ahead and swap over our text for you. Boom. What have you been up to this past week, my friend? Um, over the past week, I have been up to uh, a little bit. Uh, been watching movies and playing games and not as much TV shows, but you know, doing things here and there. Uh, I watched The Villainess. Cause I've been like an action movie kind of kick. Uh, cause I haven't been able to go watch John Wick four. So I'm like, let me go watch some other action movies in the meantime that, you know, could kind of not, not, I mean, it's hard to fill the void of John Wick, but you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I know, you know, just I something gotcha. in the meantime. So I watched the villainess was all right. It was a little bit more story than I thought for an action movie. Um, I watched shoot Em up, which, Man, if if you like characters, <laughs> I've, I've seen one, that before <laughs> with one liners, bro. Dude, be... I have fun with it though. I have fun. It's with it. it's, it's a, a wild movie. I watched that movie yeah. with my dad. Imagine how awkward that was. When there's bro. some scenes in there that are weird. <laughs> yep, yep. That was a time. Uh, I watched the Limey, which is a '99 from 1999. It has uh, Terrence Stamp in it. You know, OG Zod. Chancellor oh, yeah. of Lorem. Uh, basically, the 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 thing of that one is like a, 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 an English dude comes to the states to avenge his daughter's death. So that's the premise on that one. Uh, I watched this movie called Infinity Pool, which was weird and bizarre. I have never been more disgusted by a nipple than I have <laughs> in, in that movie. That's all I'm gonna say, dude. That movie is wild. That's that's all I'm gonna say about it. Never have I been disgusted by a nipple more than I have been. Anyway, moving on. I watched Hardcore Henry, which is like a all uh shot in like first person. Um, I heard about that one for years now, and I was curious to check it out. So I was like, you know what, let's just watch it again with the action movie kick. So I'll finally check that out. It was all right. Uh, I, you know, it was pretty pretty interesting watching a whole movie that way. I hear a lot of people um, get motion sick from that movie just because it's. Uh... I if 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 that affects you, I could see. Yeah, I could see that how that could bother people. It doesn't. Yeah. That type of stuff doesn't bother me, but mm. I I know I know people yeah, that do get motion sickness. Yeah, don't they they would not have a fun time with that one. 
Um, what else did I watch? I watched Studio Six Six Six, which is the Foo Fighters like horror comedy kind of stoner movie that they did. Uh, I don't know. It was it was fun. I, I it was alright. I mean, it's not it's not gonna be like the greatest thing you ever watch, obviously. But it's just you know, if you like the Foo Fighters, then you'll probably enjoy that one. Gotcha. Um. Uh, for the longest time, I'd been meaning to watch uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, A Jedi's Return, which is basically like the behind-the-scenes documentary about the Obi-Wan series that came out last year. I've been meaning to watch that. I didn't get a chance to watch it until recently, and I really enjoyed that. It really made me like just appreciate some of the, the things that this show did. You know, like bring back Hayden and Ewan together, and like, you know, just seeing vader and obi-wan you know duke it out and little leia was awesome and just things that like that show brought that were amazing inquisitors you know the temple you know the fortress inquisitorious just a bunch of cool stuff like that that show brought that i really enjoyed so it was cool seeing the behind the scenes of that um so yeah definitely check that out if you haven't it's great then I watched Triangle of Sadness, which was uh, a movie that I wasn't, I don't know what to expect from it, other than I know it was an Oscar-nominated movie, and that was, that was a, that's a crazy-ass movie, man. Like, it's about kind of, has kind of, it has, like, some commentary on, like, the rich people and, like, how, you know, social, uh, like, I guess, tears of, like, how someone can go from there there are things that happen in the movie. I don't want to spoil too much or I, I don't even I'm trying to figure out how to say this about spoiling, but there are things that happen in the movie where people will go from like the bottom to the top and then from the top to the bottom, if that makes sense. And it's 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 very interesting. I I would I would recommend it um to, to you guys out there if you haven't seen it. Triangle of Sadness. It's a a wild movie man but i it's I, I think it's a good one so definitely recommend that one and then i just watched the horny 80s animated movie called fire and ice it was, <laughs> is that, it horny I, I have no idea i've always wanted to see it but i had no idea it's it's, it's it's a horny 80s animated movie just just watch it you'll know oh, what i mean okay that's all i have to, that's all I have to say about it <laughs> i have no idea uh. Uh, anyway uh that's all the movies i watched and then gaming wise, I mean, we've we've been kind of on a chivalry two kick. A few of us on, on my Discord, yeah. So we've, been playing, we've been playing that. That's been fun. Uh, I've been trying to keep up with Fortnite as all as always. You guys know that. Uh, I've played. Uh, I I I think I beat the story to the Lego Avengers game or Lego Marvel's Avengers game. So we're done with that. We'll be starting a new game on stream tomorrow. Uh, play a little bit of Hunt Showdown. And then TV show wise, like I said, I haven't been up to a whole lot. Just you know, watch the rest of the Bad Batch and then Mando fifth episode, and then you know, keeping up with Ted Lasso. That's kind of all I've been doing TV show wise. Um, but then a few days ago, I met up with some friends and we had a we had a great time, man. We know somebody oh, yeah. we mentioned here from time to time, Majin. Uh, shout out to Majin Sean. We uh we hung out in real life and we were chilling and. It was the first time I met him in person. It was a it was a good time, man. Uh, I met up with another friend of ours, Catherine, who lives in Canada. So she was out here for like a concert, and we're like, let's just meet up, and it was it was, it was awesome, man. We had a great time. I 
had some bomb ass Korean barbecue, man. Oh my god. Oh my god. I'd already had Korean barbecue before, but like every I mean, each time I've had it isn't in fucking phenomenal. Like if you guys are out there listening or watching and you have not had Korean barbecue, if you can, if it is accessible to you, if if there's one near you, fucking do it. It is the most amazing thing. It is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, I had that. And then we had this other, we tried this other taco place that's local uh, that I had never gone to, even though I live out here. And it was, uh, it was good. I, I enjoyed it. Um, and then, yeah, we're just hanging out. Went to the, the LA observatory, hang out for a little bit. And it was a warmer day. So it was nice to be outside, you know? Um, but yeah, I wasn't expecting it to be a, as warm as it was. Cause it had been kind of like raining and cloudy and stuff out here. Mm-hmm. But it's, I guess the warm weather is starting to happen now. We're in, now that we're in April, it's like, oh, we're gonna, the sun's gonna, the sun's gonna come out now. So it's like, yeah. But yeah, it was cool meeting up with them. That was definitely the highlight of the past week. And uh, yeah, man, just uh, that, that was a great time finally getting to meet them and hang out with them. And yeah, it was, it was awesome. So shout out to them for uh, coming out here and, and, you know, hanging out and all that good stuff. That's kind of been what I've been up to. Uh, what what have, what's been going on with you, Josh? All right, uh, movie wise, I finally watched Everything Everywhere all at once. I uh, watched it. Uh, nobody was really in Discord last night, so I was like, you know what? I'm gonna I'm just gonna lay down early and I'm gonna watch this movie. And I did, and I liked it quite a bit. So check out Everything Everywhere yeah. all at once. I recommend it. I'm not gonna go into spoilers on it, but that movie's kind of wild. It's, it's absurd it's at a times. Trippy ass movie. Uh, I see why it won awards too. Mm-hmm. Now you know about Rakakuni. I do know about Rakakuni. I do. I figured <laughs> I, I finally I do know about Rakakuni now, uh, which was pretty funny. But yeah, it, it's a trippy ass movie for real. It like, is. If you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it, like you'll as soon as when you watch it, you'll you'll know. It's it's, mm-hmm. it's wild. It's also heartfelt at times, and and it's mm-hmm. it's a little bit of everything. It really is a little bit of everything. It's a bit of everything, <laughs> everywhere, all at once. <laughs> exactly. Uh, uh, TV show wise, Mando watching, Bad Batch watching. We'll be talking about Bad Batch here, obviously. So I'll cut up on that. Yeah. Uh, oh, I also watched the Obi Wan Kenobi and Jedi's Return because we were all together in Discord and we all were watching it together. So boom, we watched that. Ted Lasso watched that. Uh, the big thing I did this weekend. Uh, we didn't. We obviously didn't play our Star Wars game because we all had prior things going on. But I watched WrestleMania on Saturday mm-hmm. and Sunday. It's both days because um, they split it over two nights now instead of just one night. And night one to me is significantly better than night two. Um, everything was so good on night one. Like even the things that I would consider like not the best, we're still fucking good. You know, it's still fucking like the best you could get, like out of a, out of anything. Like there, that first night was uh, fantastic. So if you haven't watched WrestleMania, I'm not gonna spoil any of it for you, obviously, because. But I hope you did, because it's fun to watch it live. And then the Raws after WrestleMania are always fun, and that'll be on in like an hour. But, um, but yeah, uh, night one was great. Night two. Yeah, some of it was good and some of it fell flat. There were some injuries. There were some things that wouldn't that shouldn't have happened that happened. And uh, 
Yeah, that night two was a little rough. Like somebody returned, ran down to the ring to wrestle, and uh, they tore their ACL or their quad Yikes. rather, right, uh, like it's right rough, off the bat. Yeah. And it was like, well, that sucks. Uh, a certain other character, I'll just say who this was, Demon Finn Balor, got hit in the face with a ladder, uh, in the head with, with a ladder, and busted his Oof. whole head open. And they had to cut, not stop the match, but they had to like. Take kind of a break while medical personnel checked him out and stapled his head together again, Jeez, by the way. That's what they were bro. doing. <laughs> um, so he, he, I can't imagine the pain. That, 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 I mean, hats off for continuing to wrestle after that. Because I'd be like, I want this to fucking end, dude. <laughs> fucking bust my head open. Uh, but yeah, I think they did say he got staples while they were... They didn't have the camera on him while this was happening, obviously, but... Um, I'm pretty sure I think they said they stapled his head <laughs> together. Uh, and they kind of had to. Like, I know there were people bitching that uh, about it happening. Like, just let him bleed. Are you crazy? Just a little amount of blood that was in the ring was was enough to be like, okay, they definitely have to check him out or he's going to bleed to death. Um, yeah. So, yeah, they stapled his head together. So, ooh, it's a little rough. Uh, so, night one over night two. Night two is still fine. Like, it still had some good wrestling, but... For the most part, there was some not good, and obviously that that main event was good. And although I I think they booked it kind of wrong at the end, but that's just me. That's me. I I don't run a big multi billion dollar business, so what it was. Uh, so yeah, WrestleMania was fun. Um, Shiv two been playing a lot of, and by playing a lot of, I mean getting in there and being like, how the hell did that guy do that? How right. did he do that? How did he block this? That's me Real. and Shiv. I also want to know how somebody could swing after me and then still hit me. Or Facts. They have they have a bigger two-handed weapon. I got a one-handed weapon. How 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 they swing quicker than me, man? But yeah. And how sense. do they kick? How do they kick so fast? Too because <laughs> by God, I will get kicked. And when I kick, it's like it's like if I was kicking in real life. Okay. It's like if I was underwater kicking. It's like the slowest kick of all time. <laughs> Meanwhile, they're super kicking me like the fucking young bucks over here. I don't get it. Shift two turns me into the saltiest salt you've ever salted. Um, and then I, uh, our boy Majin hooked me up with a copy of uh, Diablo two resurrected, the HD version remake uh, version. And I've been playing a little bit of that because I, I never played uh, the OG Diablo or Diablo two. And I think he's been playing it after we all did the Diablo four open beta and started playing played that and then we got all kind of got hooked on it again uh on that kind of style of game rather that arpg uh top-down style of game so we i hopped into that and i've been playing a bit of that here and there and it's been fun so that's kind of really it i've been prepping for the game this saturday over the past week just slow prepping uh different things up for the game on the heroes and fables i can't wait to play and we'll get to talk either, about man. that next, next week. Oh, next week, yes. Can't wait, can't wait. I have so much fun when we get on there and get to play. So it's good to get to get to get back to that as well. As much as I enjoyed WrestleMania, it's time to get back to the to our Star I'm Wars excited, story. Only have, we only have one one session in the game so far, but I can't wait to get back to it. We had fun. It's gonna be a blast. DT had to shake hands with the nastiest hut you ever saw. Ugh. It's like a Big snotty booger <laughs> shaking hands with you. <laughs> Terrible. 
<laughs> I just I had to just go find a back to tank to stick my hand in to get rid of all that grime and nastiness. <laughs> all right, DT, what do you say we get into some news, my friend? <laughs> Let's do it. Okay, right, what's up first? So the first piece of news we got here today for the gaming news is that uh Nintendo had a like direct for uh, Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. And Mr. Onuma had a uh, gameplay demonstration here that went on for a little over uh, 10 minutes, like about 13 or so. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, not all of it, not all of it's gameplay, but there's a little video, like a 13 minute long video, which is, like I said, about 10 minutes of gameplay. So we can check let's check it out. If you're ready, I'm three, ready. two, one, go. Hello, everyone. I'm A.G. Aonuma producer of the Legend of Zelda series. First, I have some news. Development on the Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is now complete. Thank you very much for waiting. Many of you are looking forward to this game, and we've released a few trailers so far. Although it'll just be a brief glimpse, I'm going to actually play the game for you all today and show you what it's like. Okay, let's begin. Here we are in the land of Hyrule. Like The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild, there's a vast world to explore. Of course, it's not just the same world as is. It's changed in many ways. If we talk about all of the changes today, we'll run out of time, so we hope you'll seek them out for yourself when the game launches. In this game, the vast world of Hyrule reaches high into the sky. You'll notice some landmasses floating up there. We call them Sky Islands. You're probably wondering something. How do you get to the Sky Islands when they're so high up? Sky Islands. If we take a look, oh, something's falling from the sky. Do you see it? I wonder what that is. Oh. Let's head over to it. We're almost at the spot where the object fell. Here. Man, this, this is like climbing up the side okay. of, of these one of things sometimes. You run out of stamina, you just fall back down. You do this on the rock that just fell. Look, it started rising. This power is known as Recall, which rewinds an oh. object's movement. Since I just used Recall on the fallen rock, I can now rise into the sky. We're a lot closer to the Sky Islands. Let's use the paraglider to reach one of them. There are a few other Sky Islands floating here too. Okay. I made it. There are lots of ways to reach the Sky Islands, so we hope you'll try a few different methods. Okay, now we're on a slightly bigger Sky Island. Just like on the surface, there are several man-made structures. Some trees are also growing here. You won't see many of those yellow trees on the surface, though. Let's walk around for a bit. There's a branch on the ground. When you find something like this, you should pick it up. 
It might come in handy later. Let's continue. Tree branch, huh? Oh, something's there. This is a brand new enemy called a construct. We'll fight it using the branch we just picked up. A construct, huh? Ah, the branch broke. Not good, not good. Quick, get another branch and... This is the new Zelda, the one coming out in May. Moving on. Tears of the Kingdom. We've now explored more of this Sky Island. As expected, fighting with just a branch won't get us very far. Also, this branch is almost broken. So here's another one of Link's new abilities. If we use this branch and the rock over okay. here and do this, look, oh. we can stick them together. We created a makeshift hammer. This is called Fuse. You can stick objects together to create new weapons with various effects. Let's take on That's another cool. That's a new uh, thing fuse the, to, to this game. We're dealing with two of them at once. Oh, we beat one. The weapon's attack has definitely improved. The other branch broke, but this weapon. Has so I see that they have the uh, the weapon degradation from the first game as well. Experimenting so. with the fuse yeah. Which is not my. You can fuse I, two weapons, for example. I don't really like that in games, but I feel like in this or in Breath of the Wild, it didn't bother me as much as I thought it was going to. Because you always kind of can just pick up with a, new a weapon. much longer attack range. It still is annoying though when you're fighting and something breaks. With this, we don't have to get too close to enemies. That thing is huge, man. Attack from a distance. You can also fuse arrows with materials that is in your inventory. That's a range. For instance, try fusing this leaf to an arrow. Fuse an ice the elemental hell? material to an arrow and you can freeze faraway enemies. Very useful. That's cool. I like that with the arrows. Addition, yeah. Hmm, let's see. Ah, there's a bird flying around. If you're out hunting, you might feel that aiming with an arrow is too difficult. Apparently, my eyes can't track fast-moving objects as of late, so my shots rarely land. So, at times like these, here's an eyeball you can get by defeating monsters. Fuse it to an arrow and... Look, it homed in on the target. Comes a heat seeker, Nate. Let's try okay, this yeah. I'll just fire in that general direction. It's very simple. Depending on what you stick together, nice. the fuse ability could also be beneficial for hunting. That's interesting. It makes me wonder how just how many different things you can fuse I've together. Like, can to you fuse anything now, with anything? Or is there like specific things? Or... Well, this mushroom is actually a puff shroom. Let's fight an enemy with this. Okay. I blocked with the shield. Okay, there's smoke now. The enemies lost sight of Link, so... Attack! Even if you struggle Back with strength. combat, you can nice. take down enemies using similar methods. In the previous game, you'd usually get powerful weapons by defeating strong enemies. But in this game, fusing even the weakest weapon with something else could turn it into a useful weapon. There are even more gameplay options for sticking things together. Let me demonstrate. Some of the Sky Islands even have rivers. 
We'll want to cross this one, but swimming across it, well, the river's too wide for that. We need a boat. Of course, there isn't anything that resembles a boat. Are we about to fuse here. a boat together? So, we'll lift up this log and attach it to a second log. This is crazy. Let's do one more. We'll bring this over here and oh, we'll... attach a third log. What's that sticky stuff putting it together? It's a makeshift raft. This is another new ability called Ultra oh. Hand. Even though the logs are currently attached, they can be detached. Let's modify the shape of the raft. You can always attach things or this detach is them like pretty this. Cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Now, if we put this on the water, it's made of wood, so the buoyancy will keep it afloat. We've made a simplified version of a boat. However, it won't move in its current state, so we'll need something to propel it forward. Hmm. There's something here. Let's try hitting it. How convenient! Oh, wind. Oh man, wind. look at that. Looks like we found a fan. Why don't we try attaching it? We'll attach another one. Here you go, just stick it to the back there. This should make the boat well balanced. Okay, they're attached. All right, go. let's try moving the boat. Let's get hey, moving. It's moving. It's sailing pretty fast with the wind from the fans. Since we added two fans, we should be able to cross the river in no time. All right, we reached the other side. In the most recent trailer, we showed scenes of Link riding a large car oh. and a flying machine. Those vehicles actually aren't in the game from the start. Instead, you'll be able to freely craft them on your own. There are all sorts of objects you'll come across in this game. And depending on how you use your imagination, you can do a lot with them. So, try crafting different things and explore this world at your leisure. Like that. There are oh. even more new abilities. Take this building over here. Okay, watch this. Look, I passed right through the ceiling. This new ability is called Ascent. It's a ghost. If you're in a place with a ceiling, you can go through to the floor above you. There are some restrictions, but what's great about this ability is that as long as there's a ceiling, you can use it anywhere. For example, this place has a cave with a hill right above it. If we use the ability here, this is going to be crazy. What the hell? Come on, keep going. Okay, we emerged at the top of the hill. Nice. In the previous That's game, cool. you had to use stamina to climb a mountain. But in this game, if there's a mountain with a cave like this one, you can now get to the top without having to climb all the way up. Here's another example. Imagine you're stuck in a cage. If it's got a ceiling, you know what to do, right? Exactly. Oh, there's another construct. It seems to be holding a strange weapon. 
Some enemies are equipped with fused weapons, so battles will play out a bit differently from the previous game. Ah, it blew me away with wind. Looks like it's got some sort of fan. Ah, I got pushed off. Oh, well, let's just return to the Damn. <laughs> You can quickly descend fall, from man. the sky to the surface like this. It feels so good. In the sky, you'll be able to look out across the land. You can also search for destinations that pique your interest. Once you've chosen your destination, you can speed things up like this. Let's dive into this river. And we're back on the surface. There are still so many things I'd like to show you, but let's leave it at that for now. What did you think? Some of Link's new abilities well, were cool updated look. from the previous game. Yeah. New abilities are pretty I'm nice. Sure some of you watching me play Definitely add more things you could Wait, do if in you could do this that, new game. Then maybe you could do this too. In this game, you can do a lot of things just by thinking about what's even possible. There's still a lot of new gameplay, mysteries, and encounters we couldn't show today, but they're all jam-packed into this unfamiliar Hyrule, and we hope you'll use your imagination to explore it. That's all for today. Thank you for watching. Nice. All right. Cool. Very cool indeed. I um, <clears throat> don't mean to sound like a graphics snob, but man, this would be great if it wasn't on the Switch. It was on something really good, like a Switch 2. I just can't get over it. I, I know I sound like a, such a shit. I bring it up every time I see something on Switch, but it's so old at this point and looks not the best. But the game looks cool. Um, I'm not a big Zelda person. I've actually never played one. I own Breath of the Wild, so... And I haven't played it. I'm going to play it eventually. But yeah. It's cool. All right. Yeah, that's the first uh, piece of news we got here for today. But we got more. Uh, there's more. There's more. Such as Atlas Fallen has been delayed to August. So we talked about this, uh, I think, you know, a couple weeks ago or last week. or I forget when. But it's we had a trailer, recent. I believe, or something. Yeah. Yeah, we saw some we, something about this game we talked about. But um they uh oh actually I think we might have gotten that yeah that they were coming out with the release date, but then uh uh they announced that the game was gonna be delayed. Uh so it'll be coming out on August tenth now. As opposed to uh May. Um, but they uh, they revealed this after news of previewers recently going hands-on with the game at a press event. And, uh, you know, the game was being showcased at PAX East, which took place last week. And uh, as for why Deck 13 is delaying Atlas Fallen, the team says it needs more time with the game. They put out a message which says, um, Dear Players, Thank you for the tremendous support we received so far on Atlas Fallen. 
from the enthusiastic comments on our video teasers online and in person at PAX East to the positive reviews from critics. We're grateful and honored to have you uh, excited to play our game. Our goal has always been to create a memorable ARPG experience in a unique setting with exciting gameplay and the option for fully playable seamless co-op with a friend. We'd love to give the game some extra time, which will allow us to deliver the best possible versions of Atlas Fallen. To achieve this, we have made the difficult decision to delay the worldwide launch of Atlas Fallen to August 10th, 2023. We apologize for this disappointing news. We'll come back uh, in early summer to share the updates on the game, including new gameplay footage and your first look at drop-in co-op gameplay. We can't wait to bring you a fantastic experience, or we can't wait to bring you fantastic experiences in the deserted lands of Atlas this summer. So that's uh, that's what they had to say. Ooh, I get it. Yep, especially after having people preview it, you know, it's like, well, you know, maybe, maybe now that we're getting people to play, maybe, maybe we uh, we do need to work on a couple more things here. So, hey guys, remember this message right here. It's on the screen for you. <laughs> there it is. Yep. Indeed, shout out to Miyamoto, dude. He knows, he knows what's up. It's true, man. It is it true. Is. That's why I don't mind games being delayed. I don't I want to waste my time on bad things. I want to enjoy my time on good things. I never have an issue with things being delayed because, you know, eventually, you know, the game will be out and it'll be good. Opposed to just a jarbled rush of a mess which speaking of messes uh, <laughs> we move on to our next topic which is that uh, E3 2023 has been cancelled so there was a report coming out from IGN uh, that major publishers had either declined to attend or had little to no idea if the event would even take place due to the alleged due to the alleged lack of communication with organizer Reed Pop and the ESA. Uh, IGN also received an email within the ESA explaining that the show simply did not garner the uh, sustained interest necessary to execute it in a way that would showcase the size, strength, and impact of our industry. Uh, over on Twitter, the official E3 Twitter account publicly confirmed the cancellation in a brief statement posted below. So they said, Readpop and the ESA, which stands for Entertainment and Software Association, have announced that both digital and physical events for E3 2023 are canceled. Um, so Josh, kind of, this, this has been, been 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 years in the making here with this like we're not long time coming surprised yeah especially over the past few years with how stuff has gone it's just you know it's just not not this is not the same as it used to be man like everybody is doing their own thing now like we've said this for a long time like playstation does their own states of plays and you know uh, xbox is doing and is now doing their own stuff nintendo has been doing their directs for years now so it's like Everybody is just doing their own thing. It's like I saw a tweet when this was uh, confirmed that said, uh, like, something along the lines of, like, 
you know, why would everybody, uh, or, or no, this is what it says exactly. I found it, it says, uh, the show failed because giant game companies decided it was stupid and not worth their time or money to demo products and answer questions when they could just stream commercials directly onto your phone with a pre-order button attached. Um, so it's like, yeah, everybody's just doing their own thing. They don't have to, you know, ab- abide by, you know, the E3, you know, stuff that we have known for years. Like, it's just, it's just not the way things are anymore, you know? Which like, part, like I feel I feel about this like a few ways. Like one, obviously, as we've been saying, this is not a surprise. We have been mm-hmm. we've, we've seen that we saw this coming. We, we knew it was probably gonna happen. Um, because I mean, like anytime we talked about E three, I'm like, I don't even know what's gonna be there. Like if they do it, because it's like you know everybody's all the major. I think last week we talked about Ubisoft dropping out, right? It's like everybody, mm-hmm. literally everybody, is doing their own thing now. So I don't know what E3 is was going to be. Um so yeah, it's it's not a surprise. But so that's one side of me. It's like I see, you know, makes sense. It just we we knew this was going to happen. The other side of me is kind of sad though cuz like it was one of those things of like I remember years ago like E3 was the thing that you look forward to, right? And this yeah. is, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely nostalgia talking, but it's just like, man, it's like every summer, dude, you knew that around June it was video game time. Like, we, you know, we were going to get some new announcements. We we're going to get some new, you know, trailers. Like, I used to watch G4 and, the, you know, all that cool shit. Like, that, that was, you know, all of that. And it's not like we're not getting that now anymore. It was just different. But, you know, it's it's... Like I said, it's that nostalgia of like, you know, that's how things used to be. And that's, you know, it's just not how they are anymore. But it was fun while that lasted, you know. But uh yeah, what are you, what are your what are your thoughts on, on this, Josh? It's kind of the same as you. Like it's a bummer. Like, listen, like we, we saw it coming, we knew it was probably gonna happen. He has made some stupid ass decisions in the past with things, and that definitely didn't help with things on top of Everything else that came along, right? Like, we had a pandemic happen and all that happening. Um, And instead of trying to come up with something to kind of still put things together, they didn't. And Jeff Keighley did, right, with Summer Games Fest. So uh, that's the other thing is, like, we are still going to have, like, Summer Games Fest. I even think Jeff may have even tweeted about it. Um, uh, On the subject of E3, it's... uh, Look... I'm sad it's gone. Like you think I I definitely didn't want it to be gone. Um but because uh one I grew up with it, right? Much like DT, it was like I'm going to watch G4 and and I'm going to watch I need to make sure I get up to watch the the panels cuz I'd have to get up early cuz they would do the panels really early. Um and to see crowd reactions to things, you know, like when Keanu came out on stage and you're breathtaking. Yeah. We got that from E3. Iconic uh, moment. Yeah, that was mm-hmm. great. Uh, so, yeah, it's a little bit of a bummer. Um, and yeah, it does make me sad because it's something I grew up with. At the same time, uh, I totally understand that game developers and, and all that were like, they would have to sometimes struggle to get something ready to present at E3. 
Uh, some of the things you saw at E3 were not representative of a final product either. Um, uh, so I, I totally get everybody kind of doing their own thing now. I, do I like it? Uh, it's okay. I, I kind of like having the big event, which is why I enjoy Summer Games Fest a lot. Um, uh, so, yeah. Ultimately, I'm bummed by it. You know? Like, yeah. I enjoyed E3. I enjoyed those crowd reactions to things. Those, it, when When you would watch a trailer and, you know, it was a room full of people... And you could still hear the crowd while they're watching the trailer. It's kind of like getting to be there yourself and in the crowd, you know? So, digital events are, won't have that same type of deal unless they have, like, a live audience. So that's kind of a kind of a thing that sucks, you know? Uh, but, yeah. We did see it coming. We've seen it coming for, like, the last few years now. Yep, yep, yep. That's all we got to say on that. We can move on, though. All right, man. We can we can move right along, sir. All right. Uh, we have some. We got some news on Arc Two. Uh, over on the community forums of Arc. Uh, the studio had some information for uh, the arc roadmap and you know events and what's going on and uh they have decided to delay the sequel's launch to the end of 2024 where it will launch exclusively on Xbox, Game Pass and uh you know S- Windows distribution platforms like Steam on PC uh they put they say, we've put much thought into delaying ARC 2 for the betterment of the final product and the team's well-being. This news will be disappointing to many. We feel it too, but we're confident this heavy decision is the right one. So why the delay? Our goal is to make ARC 2 the best game it can be and provide a truly exceptional and rewarding experience for players. Unreal Engine 5 is incredibly new technology to us and all developers, and we aim to use this cutting-edge tech to its fullest potential while creating a game with never-before-achieved scope at Studio Wildcard. As we learn more about the engine and develop a sequel, we have adapted our workflows and adjusted our pipelines to accommodate this new next-gen paradigm. And because of everything that it involves, we need more time for development. We sincerely apologize for this delay and genuinely appreciate your understanding. Your support and passion are vital to us, and we will continue to work intensively to deliver the ultimate next-gen dinosaur survival experience. With that in mind, we did not pl- we do not plan to showcase any gameplay, screenshots, videos of our two this year. However, we intend to keep you informed and engaged in the development process by regularly showcasing more Arc Two assets in the months ahead, leading to our gameplay reveal next year. But our desire to push the boundaries of our- of what Arc Two is on a next-gen platform has led us to the decision to create an intermediary. Unreal Engine 5 Arc product utilizes some of our new technology we are building, allowing us to further our mastery of the new engine and ultimately battle test some of our riskier uh, technical advancements. We'll gain a deep understanding of how well the rendering and lighting techniques work on console, what performance will be like, 
where we can optimize and deliver interactive water and foliage on a wide-scale basis, and much more. We will deliver cross-platform modding, cross-platform multiplayer, and new, new account system, informing us about other changes we should consider for ARC 2. Due to the scope of all technical and QOL changes uh, required for such a next-gen experience, it is not feasible to make this new version of ARC backward compatible, which led us to conclude that this would need to be a separate product. We also recognize that ARC 2 has some pretty significant design changes from the original game, which may not make it as appealing to everyone, uh, and which is why we felt uh, we feel it is essential to provide players with a fully next-gen version of the original experience to ensure that fans can continue to enjoy ARC as they know for years to come. We're thrilled to share this new ARC journey with you this year, bringing players from PC, Xbox, PlayStation together in a new next-gen version of the game you love, topped off with a revolutionary cross-platform modding. So, lots of new uh, info on ARC 2, as well as them saying they're going to do a uh, next... They're basically going to do a next-gen version of the original game um, because they're changing up the second game, like, not only, like, looks-wise, but they're changing up a lot of the, uh, you know, the way that it feels compared to the first game. So they even mentioned here, like, you know, looking at you, souls like combat, primitive only weaponry, strict third person mechanics, and overall very serious tone. Um, which will be interesting. I uh not sure what uh you know what what how they're gonna go about it. it sounds it sounds intriguing. I mean, I like Ark. I know the Ark was more of like a like a Jake like Jake's game, but uh, I mean, I enjoyed it for what it was for the most part. I mean. Mm-hmm. To be fair, though, I also never played it like on public servers. I only ever played it on a private server, so that's why I think it was pretty fun. But I, I don't, I couldn't imagine. I don't know how it is on like public stuff, you know. But um, anyway, yeah, news on Arc Two, and then uh, you know, next gen remake or, or remaster of the previous one. So yeah, yeah, that's cool. I don't really have a lot to say on on Ark. I just kind of play it with you guys because it was fun playing with friends. Sounds good. Also, today we got uh, previews for Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Uh, I haven't really, I didn't put any videos on here or anything like that because people have like full videos and stuff, or, like twenty two minute like gameplay videos and stuff, but. Basically, a lot of the reviews or or previews rather are very positive. They say uh, Jedi Survivor is everything you liked, but bigger and better. Uh, and then some other uh, previews are saying that it has, uh, you know, improved in every way. There's five combat stances. You can perform blaster and lightsaber combos. There's flying mounts. There's a Rambler's Reach hub where you can recruit characters, get quests, and there's apparently town building mechanics, as well as improved cosmetic customization. So you can see here with the video that Josh has, there's definitely, uh, definitely that case. I think they heard a lot of the uh, complaints that people had about the cosmetic uh, situation in the first game, and they're like, all right, here you go. 
Here's something way better. I like them jackets, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, have yeah. my cow. I'm gonna have my cow wearing a, a cool ass jacket. That's for sure. Are you gonna be mullet cow? Uh, cow? <laughs> mullet are you gonna? Cow, are you gonna be? Are you gonna be Cletus Kestis? You know, <laughs> Cletus Kestis. Look at that. Oh, oh man. my! He looks like. Call, <laughs> call him the redneck Jedi. Let's go. Uh, oh man. Uh, yeah. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I saw this is all I've seen of the previews. Somebody posted this, and I was like, "This is great because I could just look at the little gif and I could throw it on the stream, but it's not a big deal." Uh, without yeah. it being like a twenty-minute-long video, it's cool. I but, like how you can change yeah. the hair, the facial hair. You know, not you know, not just the clothing. That's that's pretty dope. That's hilarious, dude. Yeah, I hope there's a <laughs> lot of cool outfits. Cletus, yeah. Cletus Kestis. Cletus Kestis, man. Uh, you know, anytime I see somebody play that game now and they have that, I'm, that's what I'm going to call them. I'm going to call them Cletus <laughs> Kestis. Thanks to you, man. <laughs> they call me Cletus Kestis. Oh, is this I a... Ooh. A Jedi survivor. Here is... Uh, somebody has a little gif of the... Uh, some of the lightsaber customization on here. Oh, nice. Let's, Let's check that, that out. for you guys. Up on the street. Oh, they they got all the colors. You can change them. Oh, they, they yeah they. Oh, nice. They got the white too. I don't think white was in the first game. I don't think it was. But they got a lot of the other colors back too. That's nice, man. Oh yeah, look at the pommels and the switches and everything. That's nice, bro. That's that's gonna be fun, dude. Mm-hmm. That's all right. Cool. Be fun. Very nice. Yeah. The start's over. Cool. To those of you that make the little giffy videos that I could show on stream, appreciate you. Thank you. Mm. Make it super easy to show off. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I the more like I'm already excited for it because fucking Star Wars game. Okay, you know I'm gonna love it no matter what, pretty much. But yeah. the more I see, the more excited I just am. So. Yes, sir. All right, man. If you're ready, that's that's it for the game. The uh, I'm ready. The TV gaming news, unless you, unless you got anything else, man. That's all I, I got. Ain't got today. I ain't got shit, dog. Let's let's continue on. All right, TV news. Let's get let's get it on. Come on, round two. Oh. What this up here first? is the television news. First up, we have uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds renewed for season three, even though season two hasn't aired yet. Uh, which that's airing in June. Uh, they have also renewed Star Trek Lower Decks. So, yeah, even before season two premieres, Paramount Plus is renewing Star Trek Strange New Worlds for a third season, uh, which will be premiering its second season on Thursday, June 15th. The animated series Star Trek Lower Decks has been renewed as well for a 10th, for a 10 episode fifth season uh, with a premiere date to come later for later in the summer. Uh, the additional seasons for Strange New Worlds and Lower Decks follows the decision to end Star Trek Picard with its current third highly acclaimed season uh, to, and to send off flagship Star Trek Discovery after its fifth season which premieres in early 2024 uh, this upcoming new season of Strange New Worlds includes a crossover episode with Lower Decks combining live action and animation uh, the episode was directed by next-gen actor-director Jonathan Frakes. Uh, 
the animated series Star Trek Prodigy returns for its second season this winter as well. So a lot of lot of you know things ending in Star Trek and things continuing as well. Um, you guys, if you know me, you guys know that I'm not a huge Star Trek guy, but I in I do enjoy Strange New Worlds. That is probably like of all the newer shows, it's the only one that I've like been consistently keeping up with. I mean, there's only one season. I watched it all, but I will be watching season two. I watched Discovery, but I just the first two seasons just wasn't it, man. I I just I didn't like it as much, uh, so I never continued with it. And then I just haven't seen any of the other stuff, so I can't speak on any of that. But I can say that I am glad that Strange World is continuing because I I like that one. So that's good news, Josh. I know you've seen uh, some of this other stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I've seen Lower Decks, and uh, obviously I watched Strange New Worlds along with you. Um. Lord X is hilarious. I'm I'm kind of curious to how they're going to do that crossover. That ought to be pretty fucking funny. Um, Discovery, I didn't really watch. I kind of joined you and Baba for a little bit of it. And then, yeah. Um, and then Picard, I haven't watched it all. Uh, but it is kind of an ex- exciting that Jonathan Frakes is doing the uh, the director, being the director for the, uh, the live action Not animation dealio. Because he's yeah. a great director. And he's, uh, I just like Jonathan Frakes. It's just a fact, not fiction. <laughs> Never happened. Never. Uh, made it up. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, cool. There's your Star Trek news for the week. Uh, moving on from Star Trek to Star Wars. Uh, Star Star Wars skeleton crew has recruited the Green Knight director David Lowry. Uh, so after directing the medieval fantasy film The Green Knight. And the upcoming remake of Peter Pan and Wendy, filmmaker David Lowry is going to a galaxy far, far away. He's one of the directors on board for Skeleton Crew, the upcoming Star Wars series on Disney+. Plus. Uh, he's also joining uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once directors Daniel Kwan and Daniel Schreinert. Uh, as we know, Skeleton Crew is going to be starring Jude Law, and it's been created by John Watts, who directed all three of Tom Holland's Spider-Man movies in the MCU so far. Um, the details of the show are being very uh, secret uh, but we do know that it's set in the New Republic era uh, on the same timeline as the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and Ahsoka and all this other stuff we're going to be getting so uh, but what the way I've heard it described is, is kind of like Stranger Things and Star Wars it's kind of how I've heard it described yeah. So there's your Star Wars news. And from one Disney property to another, we have uh, we're going from Star Wars to Marvel. We have the official trailer for Marvel Studios' Secret Invasion, which dropped yesterday. Uh, have you seen this one, Josh, or no? I did watch it. I did not react to it. Um, but I, I have seen it. Um, I, I was a little distracted, though, so I'm going to get a better look at it here. Gotcha, yeah. I, I watched this. I reacted to it, so you can go check out my initial thoughts on that if you want to. But, yeah, let's check this out here live on the stream. If you're ready, on three, two, one, go. 
fury. Since you've been gone. Talos. Things have gotten much worse. Why do you think I came back? You're in no shape for this fight that lies before us, old friend. This is personal. Very few of us know about the wars fought in the shadows that have raged on this planet. Do you feel responsible? Where are the Avengers? This war is one I have to fight alone. One last fight, Nick Fury. Come on now. So streaming on June 21st. There you go, man. That looks good. So, yeah, it's yeah. very like spy it's very dark. vibes. <laughs> yeah. It's like uh, we're going back to the Winter Soldier kind of vibe, you know? Which I'm about. I'm about it. Mm -hmm. Um... I am kind of interested in how they're going to do this secret invasion because it's going to be different from the one we know. The, the one, one we that read. we read, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was I was going to bring that up too. It's like now that we've read the comic one, we kind of, you know, we we may know some things, but you know, it's going to definitely be different than what we uh, you know is going to be here because it just can't be the same thing, you know. Mm -hmm. It's just too much in the comics that they can't just bring into this like at all. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting and and I hope really good and cool. Cause I like the cast too for it. There's a lot of great mm -hmm. actors in this, and I am very curious about like Olivia Coleman and like Amelia Clark and just it's gonna be it's gonna be good, man. It's gonna be real good. I can't wait. We we're a couple months away from that, and yeah, it's uh. It's gonna be nice. All right. Uh, if we're done with What's this, next? I can handle this next part. I have. Yeah, go. Here, for I just put. It. I just put this in the news uh, right before we went live. But uh, we've known for a while that WWE is looking to kind of sell or merge or whatever, get some money out of it, and it, and they announced today that Endeavor, which is the company that announced that owns UFC. So Endeavor announces UFC and WWE to form a $21 plus billion global live sports and entertainment company. I have uh, the uh, press release right here. 
that says Endeavor Group Holdings and World Wrestling Entertainment today announced that they have signed a definitive agreement to form a new publicly listed company consisting of two iconic complementary global sports and entertainment brands, UFC and WWE. Upon close, Endeavor will hold a 51% controlling interest in the new company and existing WWE shareholders will hold a 49% interest in the new company. Together, UFC and WWE will have global reach, impressive scale, and omni-channel distribution on a combined 2022 fiscal year-end basis. UFC and WWE achieved revenue of $2.4 billion and a 10% annual revenue growth rate since 2019. Uh, quoted as saying, this is a rare opportunity to create a global live sports and entertainment pure play built for where the industry is headed, says Ariel Emanuel, CEO of Endeavor. For decades, Vince and his team have demonstrated an incredible track record of innovation and shareholder value creation. And we are confident that Endeavor can deliver significant additional value for shareholders by bringing UFC and WWE together. Uh, so, yeah, uh, basically, they're going to get together, form a new company and rule the world with billions of dollars. That's basically the gist of it, boys and girls. Um, how it will all shake out. Over the next few days will be interesting. Uh, I'm sure Vince is still going to be involved in some ways, as well as I believe Triple H will be involved still with the WWE side of things. But yeah, they've been kind of looking forward. That's why they kind of brought Vince back from his... or he came back from his exile, basically, was to kind of sell it and make a fucking boatload of cash, and that is what they have done here. So, um, I'm sure we will get more info on that as it uh, as it develops here because this was just announced today this is brand new hot off the hot off the presses announcement um how things will shake out i have no idea but i'm kind of curious to see where things change where they go and uh yeah see how it is that's all i'm gonna say on that DT. Man. ufc and the wwe you know kind of teaming up here yeah it's going to be interesting for sure. Yep, 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 yep. Um, and I guess that's it for television that's, news, huh? Yeah, that's all we got, yeah. All right, let's go ahead and move right along to the movie news, shall we? Let's do it. What do we have first, my friend? For our first uh, piece of movie news, we have a trailer to watch. I actually have not seen this one yet. I haven't either. And I really kind of, so, I really actually wanted to pretty bad. So you, so you guys are going to get our first time reaction to both for both of us on this one. Mm -hmm. And this is for Disney Pixar's Elemental. So let's check it out, man. In uh, three, two, one, go. Meet the residents of Element City. Usually has their head in the clouds. Oh, my new jacket! Earth can be a little seedy. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing weird going on here. Uh, just a little pruning. Mm -hmm. Water is always getting into something. Oh. Oh. <gasps> Help! And fire? As ordered. We run a little hot. This actually looks pretty cool, man. I like I like a like a city with just elements all over the place. Yeah. This dream of our family. Someday it'll all be yours. Pretty cool, man. But we all live 
one simple rule. Enemies cannot mix. The pipe squished me all out of shape. Dang. That's better. Oh. <laughs> See, never left Firetown? Sorry, buddy. Elements don't mix. Hey. Oh, man. Boil you alive. Why does anyone get to tell you what you can do in your life? Come on. Why do they even have these? Eh, who knows? Watch this. Whoa. Ember, I see a change in you. Guy, you live here? <laughs> it's my mom's place. We got two kids that are swimming around here somewhere. Orca, follow. <laughs> I've been trying to fill my father's shoes, but I never once asked what I wanted to do. Try this, Dad. Those are too hot. I love hot food. <laughs> That actually looks good, man. I like yeah, that. It looks fun. I, I, I want to check, check that out. out. Yeah. Yeah. I will. We will definitely be uh, giving that a go. I mean, yeah, it looks. I, like I said I, I, early at the beginning, I like the whole like here's an here's Element City. You got all the you know, air over here, earth here, water and fire, and they're all kind of you know, they're like existing in the same place, but they're all like separated in their own little areas and stuff. Mm -hmm. and, you know how they interact and and you know uh come together is gonna be interesting man like i i like the uh also the the, the two what looks like our two main characters uh kind of how they're gonna you know um not interact because we kind of see some of that but like just like how how they're gonna um like go away from what is like already like established mm -hmm. and like you know how, how she was saying like uh, or how he was telling her like you've never done nothing for yourself you know like and, and just you know it's it's very like relatable thing you know stuff that people can 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 relate to uh with, with, with what's these characters are going to be going through so Makes sense, and uh, yeah, it looks like I said, it looks like a like it's gonna be a, a really fun movie. Um, and yeah. the animation is beautiful as always, so yeah, yeah for me, it's like I just love how colorful it is. It's just like an explosion of fucking color in every scene, it's just gorgeous to look at. Yeah. Um, uh, and it's just animated really well, so that that kind of and and what I like about it is also as well, it's just like how different each of the elements are, and it's like here's the Here's the earth. They're kind of seedy and you see the fuck I'm doing shady shit up there. And then like the water <laughs> ones, they're like in a water park. And like, I just like that. I like that kind of uh, 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 world building to it, I guess is what I'm getting at. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, definitely going to be checking that out. All right. Well, the next thing we have here is Deadpool three casting news. 
They've added succession actor Matthew McFadden. Uh, So he will be joining Deadpool 3. Along with Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool and Hugh Jackman as Wolverine. Uh, and the and Emma Corrin as well in the villain role. Uh, his character is unknown, but uh, they were searching for a character as described as being as a third wheel to Deadpool and Wolverine. So we'll see if that's going to be him or if it's going to be somebody else. But uh, yeah, I was trying to like. Uh, see if I like re- like if I recognize this guy from something or anything, but because I haven't seen Succession, like I've heard a lot about that show, but I haven't seen it. But yeah, no, there's just I'm trying to like think if I've seen him in anything, and like off the top of my head, I can't really say I have. Uh, he was like in an episode of The Last Kingdom, and which I haven't seen, but he was in that like uh. Uh, what you call it, the Russell Crowe Robin Hood movie, which I mean, I also haven't seen, but he's he's just been on a lot of stuff that I haven't seen, so yeah. I saw that movie, but I don't remember him in it. (laughs) I know that there's going to be also people that recognize him as Mr. Darcy from Pride and Prejudice, but I mean, again, I haven't seen that, so. Um, Yeah, he's just been in a gang of stuff. I haven't seen Criminal Justice. He's been in that, like, I just... Things I haven't seen him, you know, I haven't seen him in anything. So we'll see uh, what he does in Deadpool 3. Uh, but yeah, that movie's supposed to be coming out on November 8th, 2024. So obviously, they're still going to be casting and, and all that good stuff. So yeah. And uh, speaking of Marvel, I'm going to stick with Marvel here because the Fantastic Four movie has got a new writer. Uh, Josh Friedman, who wrote uh, Avatar The Way of Water, along with uh, War of the Worlds from 05, and uh, Terminator Dark Fate, which, you know, some of his stuff is not the best, but... I mean, Avatar 2 was, was good and people like that, and that's the most recent thing he did. Um, Lock and Key, uh, he did some episodes of the uh, 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 Sarah Connor Chronicles, uh, he, the screenplay for The Black Dahlia, and yeah, World of the Worlds, like I said. So, yeah, that's this is who they're getting for uh, the new Fantastic Four movie. Uh, and Matt Shockman is going to be directing, whereas previously it was going to be John Watts, if you, if well, we remember. But uh, I just hope that, like, whoever, if this is going to be the team that they have for for Fantastic Four, and I have just like said this for like the longest time, like whoever they get for Fantastic Four, I just hope that they get it right this time because they have had too many instances and opportunities of them just not doing well with Fantastic Four, which is a shame because 
I want to say the best Fantastic Four movie is The Incredibles. Uh, and, you know, obviously that's not Fantastic Four, but it's, you know, kind of meant to be like them. But, yeah, they... they It's a shame. But Fantastic Four is, like, some of the best, like, Marvel characters, and they just... How is it that they haven't been able to get them right after all this, you know, after all these years and after all these attempts? It, it blows my mind. But, uh, yeah, I hope they get it right this time, man, because it's going to be for the MCU, and, you know, we'll see who they cast and all that stuff, but hopefully they get it right, man. Hopefully they get it right. Uh, sticking with Disney news, we have a couple of uh, live-action remakes to talk about. The first one is Lilo and Stitch. They have casted uh, Lilo, and it's uh, the, the actress's name is Maya uh, Kialoa, who I'm going to go ahead and guess is a relatively unknown. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she's probably a young girl. I don't know how old Lilo's supposed to be in the movie, but I mean, you know, she's gonna be probably gonna be a little girl, so that makes sense. Um, so that's cool. They're you know starting to uh cast it alongside it with Zach Galifianakis, which if you remember, he was the first guy that they cast for this movie, which I never would have expected, but. That's that's what happened. And uh yeah, that's cool. I like Lilo and Stitch, man. I haven't seen it in a while, but I I like I like the, the original. Uh hopefully they, you know, can do it some justice, even though some of the live action remakes have not been the best. But we'll see. See what happens. Yeah. Uh the other live action remake we have to talk about is that uh Dwayne Johnson over on Twitter made an announcement today in the morning earlier that they're going to be bringing Moana to the live action. Uh, they're partnering with, he partnered with Disney to tell the story through the realm of music and dance. Uh, so he will be returning to play Maui uh, for that. And yeah, that's that's cool. I like I like uh, Moana. I've I don't think I've seen it since it came out. I probably only watched it the one time, but it was a pretty pretty good movie. And I think it's cool that The Rock is going to be returning as uh, uh, Maui, and then also the origin the the voice actress for uh, uh, Moana, Louis Carvalho, is going to be executive producing this one too. So that's cool. Um, but yeah. Again, all I can say about these live action remakes is hopefully they, they do them justice. I mean, you know, they we know how uh, the previous ones have been. Some of them have been okay. Some of them have not been. But you know, you can always be 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 hopeful and, and wish them the best with, with that. So yeah, uh, good luck to them on that. Um, In other news, the Street Fighter film and TV rights have gone to Legendary. And they will be working with Capcom on future adaptations of the fighting game. So, 
the vi- while the video games are still coming out and and you know doing their thing. Um, Legendary, who you know has a film distribution deal with Sony, has a Dune Part Two coming out later this year, November third, and uh, they are you know going to be dipping their toes into the. Uh, video game adaptation world obviously we've had a bunch of various different video game adaptations the most recent one which is the last of us over on hbo which is very successful and then we got the super mario brothers movie coming out here pretty soon paramount's been doing pretty good with the sonic movies so i feel like video game adaptations are on the rise as they should be because there's a lot of great yeah. video games there's a lot of great video games that they can and should make or, or adapt rather into film or TV shows, and it's it it, it had always been mind boggling to me that they could never get them right. But it looks like we're turning that ship around because a lot of video game adaptations are starting to be good now. And damn, better late than never. But damn, it took them long enough, right? Right. So hopefully, you know, you know, I'm not even the biggest Street Fighter fan, but hopefully they can get the next Street Fighter like to be pretty good too. You know, uh, depending on what they do for that, because. You know, Legendary has the film and TV, right? So they could go either way or they could do both or, you know, whatever. We'll see what happens. But that's cool. Uh, We have a trailer here or a teaser for Extraction 2, which I haven't seen this yet. Uh, I haven't either. So it'll be uh, first time watching this. This also came out earlier today. Um, so if you're ready, let's check it out in three, two, one, go. Hey. Move. Damn. Tyler, Tyler, you were clinically dead nine months ago. Would you fought your way back? You came back for this. Why? I can't believe I gave Thor a shield. <laughs> Thor's arms Damn, are on fire. And he's just they gave him Ghost Rider powers. It. What the fuck? <laughs> Dang, with the minigun? This looks like, like some Call of Duty shit. Right? So June 16th, um, I like the first one, man. I, it was I kind too. of a, 
it was kind of one of those movies that I was like, I mean, we like action. We like good action movies. So it was like, I didn't know what to expect from it. I just watched it and I was like, man, this is better than I thought it was going to be. And I had a good time uh-huh. with it. So hopefully the, if the second one is even near that, then that would be, that'd be good. Um, that I think it's crazy that they just, instead of having like an actual teaser, they just threw up an entire scene as like the teaser, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but that was cool. It was, it was, I, I, I like what I saw. So, you know, hopefully, hopefully it'll be good. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. I like the first one. Uh, Chris or Chris Hemsworth is good uh, in, in as this character. So hopefully, you know, they uh, will have made a sequel here that is, you know, like I said, if it's even, if it even is anywhere near as good as the first one will be in good hands. Yeah, my my dad and I watched the first one, and we we liked the shit out of it. This is a good little movie, uh, so I'm looking forward to watching this one and checking it out. Hell yeah! Now we have the big trailer, the one that we've been waiting on. Uh, I know I've been waiting on it. That's for sure. I've been uh, I've been really interested. Yeah, like I said, I. Up top at the beginning of the show, I did react to this. So if you want to see my initial thoughts on it, definitely go check out my YouTube because I watched it there and reacted to it. Um, but we're gonna watch it here now. You're gonna get Josh's first thoughts on it, I believe. So sure. when you are ready, I'm ready. We'll press play in three, two, one, go. Scraping the gum off that lounger or what? Uh, <laughs> anything right now feels so out of reach. You always land on your feet, bro. You're high in there. They don't get out much. <laughs> I just want to rap. Jenny? I just want to Guard the habits in your life, but do not open it. You went in to get a shop, and all you brought back was a hamburger? Okay, I don't think it's a burger. You haven't looked? the hell is that? How did you get it to do that? I think he likes me. Fucking George Lopez with the mullet, bro, is ridiculous. what you want and sometimes it doesn't I, I i think i cut a bus in half the scarab chose you but it belongs to me that low you feel for your family makes you weak i just want to rock the universe has sent you a gift and you have to figure out what you're gonna do with it. That's my heart. One, two, three, four, four, five. 
Whatever you can imagine, I can create. Let's party. Nice choice. I just want It's like Batman stuff. Batman's a fascist. I just want I can't wait for this movie, man. Yeah, that looks August cool. 18th. So looking forward to that. They got the they got the big belly burger with the scarab in it. Uh Sholo Maridueña looks great as me as Jaime. I almost <laughs> said Miguel because I'm so used to him as a Cobra right. guy, But uh he, yeah, Sholo Maridueña looks great as Jaime. Uh Man, yeah, I, I, I remember I, I watched this and I was like, man, I forgot Susan Sarandon was gonna be in this movie, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, fucking George Lopez looks ridiculous as hell with the fucking mullet and the fucking beard and the, you know, uh, colored nails and stuff. Um, but it looks cool, man. I. I've been waiting on this one for a long time. It's good to finally have a Latino superhero out here. I've been waiting on it. And yeah, I'm just, I'm excited. I, I can't wait. Uh, like I said, if you want to hear all my other thoughts, go check out the, um, my initial reaction to it. Cause I enjoyed it. And I kind of was looking at some things, you know, you know, after the trailer was over, but, um, yeah, it's good. Good stuff, man. Mm-hmm. You know that that looks good. I was watching it. I think it looks really good. The fucking suit transformation the first time they show it in the trailer looks fucking terrifying. Like that looks. Oh yeah. That looks fucking scary. Um, I think the suit looks good. Um, I think we've seen some photos previously, but photos are photos. Seeing it in like motion and in in the in a trailer is something completely different. Um. I, I I think this looks good. I I'm kind of curious to uh, what the plan is going to be with Blue Beetle going forward and stuff too, uh, mm-hmm. as well with all the changes that have been going on at DC. But I think this is going to be a hit. I think it's not taking itself too super seriously, but at the same time, yeah. it looks it looks uh, it looks good. The fucking ending scene with the fucking sword and shit is fucking dope. Um, uh. So yeah, and I, I'm obviously a big fan of our, our boy Miguel from Cobra Kai. It's good to see Cholo in 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 uh, in this as well. Good to see that it's paying off and that uh, he's gonna be a big. If it, if it does well, he's gonna be a big part of this next DC uh, movies that are gonna be coming. I'm sure, right? So, because I remember uh, seeing James Gunn whenever he came out with the new plan for uh, you know the. Uh, the next uh you know his his plan for dc he said that uh, yeah shazam and and uh blue beetle could could fit into that you know like they're kind of they, they can work for the next next phase of yeah. that so yeah i'm excited i hope hope we get to see more blue beetle and more of sholo as jaime and yeah i'm excited man it's also look but look forward to this movie for a long time i just happened to pause on a scene and it looks like that's the original blue beetle outfit in the back. yeah <laughs> they have they have they have they have Ted Kord's uh, Blue Beetle outfit in there, and then the one before him too. That's uh, that, that's cool. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very, All right. Very cool. Yeah. I'm excited yeah, that's for that. Our, uh, that's our movie news, man, for the week. That's the news, everybody, for the week. Um. 
I don't really need a break. Do you need a break, DT, or are you just want to roll into that? We bed? can we can right. go straight into it. Yeah. All right, guys, we're gonna move right on into Bad Batch season two. It is over. It is complete. We watched the last episodes last week. Yep. DT, go ahead and set us up for for what we're gonna be talking about. How about it? So, if you clicked on this episode, you obviously know. We are going to be talking about Star Wars The Bad Batch Season 2. If you want to go check out our thoughts on Season 1, there's a, check out the Clockwork Cantina playlist. It'll be in there somewhere. I forget what number episode it is, but just you'll, you'll find it. Um, but today, though, we're talking about Season 2. It just ended this past week. And... Uh, yeah, so we had another 16-episode season. Um, they started off with two episodes on the first day. Then we had one episode a week until the mid-season. Uh, we had seven and eight, which also came out on the same day. And then the finale ended with two episodes as well. Uh, with 15 and 16. I like the way they do that, where they give you the two on the premiere mid-season end i think that's a good way to do go about it then you have the you know the weekly in-betweens um we got a lot of good stuff this season uh, i think we started off pretty pretty good with the first two um i think the mid seasons were also really good and then i think the finale was also really good um there's a lot of other good episodes in between um I also in looking back now at some of the stuff that we thought maybe were might not have been as important. It kind of, you know, it it, it kind of it all it all like leads up to or like connects in a way with what kind of happens in the finale and and you know with other with characters that they kind of, they set things up early in the season and then they kind of get the payoff at the end, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I thought overall, I thought it was a really good season. Uh, how about you? Overall, but it was, uh, was a great season. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it. Obviously there was a point where I had accidentally, not accidentally, I'd kind of gotten busy and missed a few episodes and had to go back and catch up. But man, I, I it wasn't because I didn't like the, the season at all. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Uh, watching it all the way through. Uh, and yeah, yeah. Overall, I enjoyed the Bad, Bad, Bad Batch quite a bit. Uh, and this season is uh, pretty fucking dark. It's pretty fucking dark, DT. It's a pretty dark show. <laughs> the yeah, they uh, <laughs> definitely, uh, you know. From the beginning, like even like it's just like the first and second episodes, like they, you know, I mean, the first episode we we go to Dooku's, you know, we go to the, we go to Sereno, we, we steal Dooku's treasure, you know, that he accumulated during the the war and before and all that, and and you know they they you know mention and bring up some some of the you know the stuff that they uh, you know did to 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 he did to get to that point and like you know there's even like the bad batch themselves are confused because they meet up a guy and he's like 
they're like, aren't you a separatist or, or, or something like that? And he's like, I'm, I'm just, a, I'm just a Serenian dude. Like I, you know, just cause Dooku's from here. Don't mean we're all like, you know, don't mean we're all like that. You know, you got, you got to think about those of us who are just kind of having to deal with all the bullshit that he brought, you know, and, and he did. Um, so that was really cool. And then like, you know, Rampart and, 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 uh, uh, the other clone guy that uh, I'm blanking out on the name, but he was like the dude that ended up like getting killed by uh, um, Wilco, I think's his name, right? Rampart and... Captain Wilco, yeah, yeah, that's what it was. And the only reason I know is because I have the episodes up because those early episodes. I remember them, but I can't remember all the details of them, so I have them open, and I'm just kind of yeah. like, as we're going through, kind of looking to see yeah. what there is. I mean, like, for me, there's, like, so many clone captains and commanders, and I'm like, and, and some of them are more recent, so I'm, it's like, and, and, like, for Wilco, he was only, like, you know, first two episodes, like, he hadn't been in anything else, so it's like, damn. Relatively minor, yeah. Yeah, but, it, but I mean, he, he left an impact, though, because, you know. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with all clones. Doesn't matter yeah. how really small they are, they leave like you remember them. Like there's a we're, we're later in the season, the outpost episode, which I'm sure we're going to talk about eventually. Oh, clone the in there. Episode, one of the best one episode. The there's the clones in there that leave you some with some fucking. <laughs> you ain't gonna forget, you know. Like it, it's uh, kind of one of the things the Clone Wars built on of, and the bad badge continues is just like they're clones, yeah, but they leave an impact on who on. Oh no, it's the viewer when we watch, so yeah. for sure. Um they also like tease certain characters throughout the you know in the trailer before the teasing came out. Like if you watch the trailers, you saw that Palpatine was gonna show up, Cody was gonna show up, you know, Gunji was gonna show up. Like there's a lot of familiar faces from the clone wars and beyond that we were like oh man they're gonna be showing up this season so that's pretty hype i can remember at celebration of last year they on the last day they came out with the trailer and i was like whoa dude like palpatine and this and that and it's like that's nuts dude and now you know here we are season's over and we got to see it all and watch it all and yeah it was pretty pretty good and and like I said, there's a lot of stuff that they set up early in the season that kind of pays off towards the end. Even even if you're watching an episode that you're like, oh, this maybe isn't as good or whatever, it's still like it it like sets minor things up for like character for a character or characters later in the season. Like there's a lot of these like early episodes, like we're not even there's something that happens in the finale. I mean, I don't. We're, we're, we're going to talk spoilers, but a, a little bit later. But there's something that happens in the season finale um, where they kind of set stuff off like really early on with a particular character where you, you think you're watching an episode like, like episode four, which is called Faster, or episode five, you know, that you're like, these are maybe like weaker episodes, but they still like they're building on relationships and characters and there's interactions in them that if you didn't have that stuff, maybe you wouldn't care as much about what happens to some of these characters later on, you know? 
Um, so it all kind of matters, even if it's not as important or doesn't seem relevant at the time. Like in the end, that's why you got to wait for a whole season to come out because it all leads up. It's all leading up to the end, right? Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah, like I said, good season. They brought back some stuff that hasn't been in Star Wars in a while. Um, they introduced some new things and, and, you know, like, like any, any good Star Wars does, right? Like they bring back the familiar, introduce some cool new things, bring back something you haven't seen in a while. And it's just, it's just good old, good old Star Wars, man. I love it. I, I really did enjoy it. It's really is a continuation of not only season one of the Bad Batch, but also just the Clone Wars as a whole. And, you know, I just, I really, I really dug it, man. Um, of all the 16 episodes, did you have like a favorite or a couple favorites that maybe stood out to you more so than others? Oh, I got a couple favorites. Um, uh, uh, the solitary clone episode, uh, which I think is episode three. Yeah, three. Yep. Um, uh, I really enjoy, uh, that episode a lot. Uh, uh, because uh, we get Cody, and yes. we also learn some things about Cody, which is that he ends up deserting at the end of this episode. Spoilers, like that, 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 that's like cool. I also love all the crosshair shit that happens in this episode. Um, but it's also kind of why the outpost is also, if I had to pick a top top favorite, it would be the outpost episode. Like that episode is, oh. It's chef's kiss. It's so, it's so good. It's so good for so many reasons. It's, like it's uh, really, it's it's definitely like I would say one of the best episodes of the season. Yeah, absolutely, so good. Um, uh, overall, one of the things I find fascinating. This isn't just a, a favorite episode, and I'm gonna ask you, DT, about your favorite episodes in a minute. Is like, okay. I like the whole um world building around like. Clone rights. What are we going to do with clones now that this war mm. is over? What's yeah. and that's prevalent throughout the entire the season. season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, like there's somebody on the on the, the clone side here that kind of is fighting for them to have rights like they fucking fought and served. They deserve some rights here. Right. Like, come on. Um, so I found that uh, fascinating and interesting, especially in terms of like the Senate and trying to get things passed and and the conspiracy and the whole deal that that the clone conspiracy episode and and like that is like a um crazy uh a thing i enjoyed a, a lot about this season in particular how about you dt favorite episodes so favorite Couple. episodes of the season obviously i mean the outpost is a great one i like the finale too yeah finale's uh, good i like the premiere cuz the way they like started us off Solitary clone was great because we got to see Cody again. I honestly was not expecting them to do that with Cody. Like I wasn't either. I was just expecting them like Cody to stick to like true to the Empire and like just be with them, kind of like Crosshair is right now, you know, or how I he thought was. that I thought the same thing. I thought, oh, we're gonna have we're gonna have a guy that Crosshair can like, you know, be even more in deep into the Empire with, you know, with Cody. And they completely like flipped that around. I wasn't expecting Cody to just like be a deserter, you know. 
um, which I think is important also, not only for his character, but for Crosshair later, because I, you know, he hasn't abandoned the Empire yet, but I get the feeling that at some point he's going to return back to his bros and uh, leave the Empire behind as well. Especially mm-hmm. after an episode like The Outpost where he got to experience, like, you know, poor fucking, you know, Mayday over here just getting completely disregarded. Um, And then he pops yeah, that guy. Fuck yeah, dude. Like, we're all rooting for him to shoot that son of a bitch. And I'm like, oh my god, he's not gonna do it. He's gonna let him walk away. And then you just hear it. And it's like, fuck yeah. Fuck that piece of shit. Fuck Lieutenant, that Nazi piece Lieutenant of shit. Nolan gets fucked. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck that guy, um, dude. What an asshole. He deserved that. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, everybody wanted him to shoot him. And he did, man. So he he was he just did what everybody wanted him to do. But yeah, so I enjoyed like those those episodes. I really enjoyed the like the clone conspiracy and and the truth mm-hmm. and consequences, which is like the mid season stuff. Cause again, clone rights and like, we go to the clone bar again and like, we're kind of figuring out like the empire and certain members of the empire and, and like officers and leaders want to, they just want to get the clones out of here. And then you have like Senator Chuchi, who I love that we brought her back again. Cause she was, she's like such a great character to bring into something like this. And the way they used her for like the story reasons and, and you know trying to help out the clones and and like you know having connections with with the clones now and and everything was just so good. So I love stuff like that. I love the Gunji episode. You know, tribe that was a cool. Like I wasn't sure what they were gonna do with Gunji. Um, oh. I'm glad that I'm glad they didn't kill him because I was kind of worried that maybe they were gonna do something like that or, or or I don't know what you know. But so I'm glad that they. Uh, that he was alive, so that's another one of my favorite episodes. And then I loved another one that we haven't mentioned is the uh, Metamorphosis episode. They they brought back the fucking Zillow Beast, dude. You know how many years in the making in real life? Like, they haven't mentioned the Zillow Beast since Clone Wars. And we're talking like 2011 or 2010, like in real life years, that the Zillow Beast, Zillow Beast hasn't been in like, on screen and any like you know star wars anything like that is that is wild and that whole episode was just like kind of started off alien-esque you know and i just i really enjoyed that that all that stuff and and then just like seeing echo and rex set up like a clone network where you got like gregor and hauser and all these other homies that we've kind of been recruiting and gathering over time you know that's cool but it kind of makes me worried about their future because we know that eventually in Rebels, Rex only has two other homies with him, and that is Wolf and Gregor. And right now, we have all these other guys. So it kind of makes me worried about the future. I, I mean, in like, it makes sense now how Rex, you know, has, has those two guys with him at the end there. But it makes me worried for some of those other guys because I'm like, oh man. Eventually you're I mean you're here with them now, but eventually you won't be. So you know, I'm just like, oh dude. Hopefully, uh, you know. Uh they something they, they go out heroically or something, man, because a lot of a lot of this a lot of the stuff we're seeing right now has to do with them clones and it's not looking good for them, man. Yeah, but yeah, those are some of the episodes I really enjoyed, and and, and 
yeah, I just definitely like really, really cool stuff going on there. Uh, when you mentioned Gunji earlier, all I could think of, I remember that episode and I was like, right, they brought back the Kinraths. Well, they're netcasters now, but they brought them. They're, they're, those are obviously yeah. inspired by the fucking things from from KOTOR. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, oh man. I, 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 that was an episode I watched on my own, but I kind of wish you you had watched it with me and just talking about like, DT, it's the things. The we Kinraths. know those things. Yep. Yep, <laughs> it's the spiders. <laughs> Again, I love when they bring back stuff. Dude. Oh, like, it's the best. It it made me so happy. Uh, then I watched some reactions, and of course, Eric recognized it. He's about the only person that recognized it. And I was like, "Thank God, somebody else recognized it." <laughs> uh, but man, that, that that I can't tell you guys when it's a little thing, but it means so much to me. Right? Because I love Knights of the Old Republic, and and while yeah, the creature doesn't leave like a specific memory in my mind, I remember it. Um, uh, so seeing it like kind of in live action, it's a little different. is is really cool. Or sorry, in uh, in animation again. God, brain. Um, yeah. Brain overload. Um, also, we we also get to see Hauser again. We were worried about him. Yeah, I was. Last I was season. wondering what they were doing with him, but they got him out, man. Glad they did. Even in jail, most perfect haircut of all time. Right, he's he's the he's the most uh, uh, what's what's the word? The most I don't want to say fashion, but like it's he's he's the most like uh, I don't know. He he he's 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 got the best barber, that's for sure. Where whatever barber he goes to, they 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 get it. They clean him up nice. Mm, right. So all these other clones are got like buzz cuts or like flat tops or just weird ass shit. Um. So yeah. But nah, man, not Hauser. Hauser, Hauser knows what's up. So it was, it was cool to see him again. It was cool to meet Fee this season. Uh, yeah. That's another character that I was kind of alluding to when we were, you know, I was talking about like, mm-hmm. uh, you know, leading up to certain things. Um, in terms of the, like going towards the finale and whatnot. Yeah. If we want to get oh, spoilery, man. I think we can now. If you want to, yeah, let's let's uh, go ahead. Let's go ahead. Because and do that. Might as well. fuck Sid this season, dude. Fuck Bro, Sid. They set that up all the way from the fat, like fast, the faster episode, which is episode four, <laughs> when fucking uh, Ernie Hudson guest starred, and he's like, "Yo, you helped her out, but you better be careful because she ain't always gonna be looking out for you." And they set that up way since then. And they paid it off at the end when she fucking betrayed him. And when I was and when I was watching the finale, and they go outside or we go outside and Echo looks up, and he sees this this fucking Vanitor Star Destroyer. I'm like, oh dude, she fucking she did him dirty, man. That's mm-hmm. fucked up, bro. They they come back to you after losing one of their own, and they're all banged up and and injured and bruised up and whatnot and. You go ahead and call the Empire on him. That's shicey, bro. Like I know that's the type of character she is, but man, she's a shit. Have, like, she's a shit. Fucked up. That's Fuck fucked Sid. Up, Fuck Sid. I was like, oh please, yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, I think it was in the last episode. I was like, please shoot Sid. 
Fuck Zid. I don't want her to get a redemption arc in any way. Shoot her. She's a piece of shit. Never trust Trandoshans. Never do it. I say that as somebody that played a Trandoshan on Star Wars Galaxy. Now never (laughs) trust them. Fuck them. Shoot them immediately. They're on sight, dog. There's a reason Wookiees hate them. All right? (laughs) Just shoot them. No. My thing with Sid is like this whole season... She acts all shitty to the batch because they're off doing things. And it was like the entire first season, they did shit for you all the time. And you always kind of fucked them over. Like, come on. How are you this shitty? Ah, fuck Sid. I'm anti Sid. All right. (laughs) I'm anti Sid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, nah. She uh, she did him dirty, man. She did him dirty. Give me give me an antacid because I'm anti Sid. Um, <laughs> that's really bad. <laughs> um, man. Uh, but yeah, um, uh, they definitely uh, and we are spoiling things, guys. If you ain't this far, you feel like it still ain't left that. that I'm gonna drop the big one on you in a minute. Um, this whole season we spent a lot of time with tech, yep. which probably should have kind of set up what was gonna happen was going to happen in Plan 99. Um, yeah. And it does. We lose one of the batch in this episode. We we lose Tech, which was heartbreaking. Um, especially because he's gotten kind of closer with... Uh, uh, with Omega. Kid, yeah. With Omega. Sorry, brain. Um, and, man, it, it really hits, man. Losing one of your brothers, Plan 99, you know? Because when have we ever followed orders? You know, like, yep. man, some good good lines here. They and it, especially, it, they, they, yeah. So go ahead, go ahead. No, I was. They they've been setting it up all season with Omega, with Fee, <laughs> with mm-hmm. just like the other members of the Bad Batch, with Sid, like everybody and everything that like we saw this season, like in the, on all the episodes. Like I said, even some of the minor stuff, like some of the episodes, you're like, oh, maybe this isn't really. It all led down to him, you know, losing him, man. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What were you saying, though? I was just going to say, and one of the things that makes it hurt more is, like, early in the season, Echo goes away for a few episodes, right? And oh, Omega yeah, yeah, yeah. has a very hard time dealing with that. And as a consequence, she ends up growing closer to Tech, because Tech's, like, trying to... He's trying to be more of a, per, a, a human being. Trying to be have more feelings, right? Because he's more of, like, a... We're clones. We don't have yeah. use for this type of feeling type thing, thing right? So she obviously, yeah. they kind of bridge that gap a little bit there. And then for Echo to come back and for Tech to make the ultimate sacrifice for Omega, for Omega and the rest of the batch. Like, for, for Omega in particular, it's just like, bro, I saw how she was with Echo and he wasn't even dead. How was she going to deal with, like, Tech being, like, gone and stuff? Like, that's just... Ugh. Oh, it hits when you think of it like that really hard. Like, she lost some of her family forever. Was it just like, here's Echo gone? Here's, and coming back, here's Tech. He's fucking dead. All right. And I know people are out there like, I don't think Tech's dead. He's going to show up again. I'm in the camp that I think he's gone. That's, I'm on that camp. Do you, are you, which camp are you on, DT? I, I am in the camp that I think he's dead too, and I also think they should keep him dead. Mm-hmm. However, that being said, 
this is Star Wars, and you know they sometimes bring people back, and he's a clone, and we saw some of the experiments and, and shit they're doing with, uh, you know, the uh, the coming on lady, what's her name, uh, Nala Say, and she's got Omega now, and then, like, you know, we have Emery Carr, who's, like, the older Omega, you know, the, the other, you know, grown-up girl clones, Django and all that. So there's a lot of weird stuff going on there. So I could totally see them bringing him back because they could do that if they wanted to. I could totally see that happening. However, I really hope they don't. Like, if you're going to if you're gonna do something like this, I'm glad they swung for it. Make it stay that way. You don't have to bring everybody back. You can keep characters dead. Like, make their sacrifice worth something. Like, like don't just, mm-hmm. don't just, like, listen, I love the Mandalorian and I love everything that they've done with that show, but I thought it was a mistake that they gave Grogu to Luke in, in the season two finale. And then they couldn't even, they couldn't even bear it for a long time. They had to bring, they had to reunite him and Din back in the book of Boba Fett, which isn't even the Mandalorian before the Mandalorian season three. I, I just wish that they would hold on to stuff like that for longer or more permanently with like in terms of like character deaths like like i know there are some people out there who think cad bang can still come back after book of boba he's dead bro i'm sorry to <laughs> yes. tell you i think he's dead too bro he yeah, got a too. gaffy stick through the chest L- certain listen certain characters no matter how cool we think they are or or you know how badass or indestructible we think they are. Some characters have to just serve their purpose. And I think Cad Bane in that instance served his purpose. He yes. was a, at that point, he was like 71 years old too, bro. Let him die, bro. He lived longer than so many other star Wars characters age wise. Let me tell you, Le- let him go. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Tech. He was one of the guys. He, you know, grew as a character this season and he got closer to others and you know, all that good stuff. But if you're going to do something like this, keep it that way. Yeah. Like just, just, you don't have to, you don't have to bring everybody back or you don't have to do stuff to like, you know, get like cheap emotional, like, you know, what's the phrase that, 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 that we use sometimes like emotional fucking, uh, ah, fuck. I'm blanking out on it. Um, I'm also blinking. I know what you're talking about, though. God, the word is on the tip of my tongue, too. Uh, uh, um, 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 fuck. Why am I blinking out on it? Ah, uh, I, I can't, I can't think of it's it. Okay. But like, but anyway, like they, they need to sometimes just stick with their guns, and and just stick with decisions. You know, where where it makes sense, yeah. not just oh, we're gonna we're gonna remove this character for the time being, and and like you know. For the for an emotional story beat, and then maybe maybe we'll bring him back later. Maybe we won't. We haven't decided yet. Like sometimes I think that's good for them to do that because you know sometimes I I will argue on the opposite side of that. Sometimes you make a mistake by killing off a character. Yeah. So sometimes it's good to kind of like abide, you know, bide your time and kind of decide to see what you kind of want to do with the character. But I think in this instance. I think they should, you know, keep them, keep them dead, especially the way that this entire season went and, and kind of how we led to this point. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think tech, you know, salute. He, 
it's a good one. You know, to to build on what you were saying, like when the characters have journeys, right, and their emotional journeys, and they grow and they change, and then they complete the circle, right. I feel like Tech kind of did that, like with his character arc this season. Like his, he we see him as kind of like cold, emotionless, very logical type character, and he kind of grows over time, getting closer to Omega and and kind of Fee as well. Um, and then he makes the ultimate sacrifice. I feel like none of us could really say like his storyline wasn't close, right? I can, I can, I can very easily equate this to D and D, right? If we're playing a game of D&D and a character just dies to a random piece of shit on the side of the road, a random bandit just happens to roll a nat 20 and kills your character. Let me ask you something. Is that satisfying at all? No, it is not. It is the worst feeling because that character really shouldn't die to some random bandit on the side of the road. That's just the way the dice ended up rolling, right? That character had a story arc and a journey to go on and to grow. And sometimes in D&D, during long-term campaigns, characters will complete their story arc. And they'll leave the campaign. Not necessarily through death, but they'll leave the campaign and come in somewhere else. And that's because the character kind of completed their story. It happens all the time. Um, yeah. So I feel like here, you know, he completed his story arc. I, I don't necessarily think it would be a mistake to bring him back. I see how they could do that. But... I, I think it makes it not as emotional. I think that sacrifice means very little if you kind of bring him back, you know, like if you Wolfenstein him and he's a brain and a robot or give him the old oh, man Robocop, you know, something like that. Um, I don't know, man. It, it I don't want to say it feels cheap, but it feels like I feel like we'd be robbed of like a powerful emotional moment. That means a lot, not just to us, but to those other characters in the Bad Batch, in particular to Omega, who yeah. is going to be dealing with this in the next season. Wrecker, who I believe is also definitely going to be dealing with it because he couldn't save him uh, also, in this I next thought of season. The term. It was emotional blackmail. That's what it was that I was trying to think of earlier. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I got continue. you. No, no, no. Um, but that's kind of all I had to say. It was right there, DT. It's like it's like he served his purpose. He completed his story arc. His death is going to open up journeys for the continued adventures of uh, the Batch and Omega. Yep. And he's going to continue to help them grow as characters. Um, uh, so that's kind of my 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 thoughts on it. Did it hurt to lose him? Of course it did. I love the characters. I love the entire Batch. Um. Uh. So it, it it obviously it sucks to miss them. Uh. And I and obviously you want them to 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 be back. But man, I don't think it would hit as much or mean as much as it does if they did just bring them back like willy nilly. You know, like I think I think it's also gonna serve um uh uh serve to bring Crosshair kind of back into the the batch in the next season depending on how that next season is gonna be like like i was saying this is the empire strikes back of seasons like it ends very dark <laughs> it ends with we lose a character we lose with the batch fucking losing like they fucking lose at the end of this season they do not win they lose good day sir <laughs> you know like because like i originally like without knowing 
really where this was going to go. I was like, oh, they're going to go to Mount. They're finally going to go to Mount Tantus. They're going to, you know, get to go and, and, you know, maybe break out Crosshair. Or I originally thought that maybe they were going to kidnap Omega like before. And then maybe they'd go over to Mount Tantus and then break out both Crosshair and Omega. But nope. They're like, we're, we're killing off tech and we're, you know, gonna kidnap Omega and you guys ain't gonna get her back until next season and uh yeah we just they're just like all right these guys lost for now they gotta regroup and and you know cover up their wounds and you know we're gonna be back next season and see what happens here man like because yeah it was definitely uh something that I wasn't like necessarily expecting with the finale but i kind of like it though it's like um yeah we got to regroup and and you know we still have we have crosshair and and potentially coming back maybe uh you know especially with some of the uh the other clones like defecting like cody and then like other the mistreatment of just clones in general from the empire that crosshair now has like personally experienced and witnessed with some of the other guys like Mayday and whatnot. Um, and then like now I mentioned earlier, we got the whole clone network of that Rex has been setting up with Echo and, you know, uh, Hauser and, and uh, Gregor and all these other guys that it's going to be very interesting to see where that goes into season uh, three. And then like, we still got, we still got Saw Guerrero out there, you know, causing shit yeah. for the, for the empire too, man. Cause we have mentioned him, but he made an appearance in the in the uh, second to last episode, which we also got Krennic, which was really cool to see him too, because we hadn't seen him like in any of this kind of stuff, uh, uh, you know, previously either. And they got Ben Mendelsohn back for that, which I think they just got a line from the movie and then they just reused it, you know, because he only had one line that whole episode, so I was like, they probably just reused the voice line from. Uh, or some voice lines from you know uh, Rogue One and called it a day and just credit him, but um, yeah, just uh, definitely like you said a darker uh, darker end to the season and then just overall darker tones with kind of the story and and the things we're dealing with, which I mean you know it makes sense we're in the fre- not not so fresh Empire, but compared to some of the other Star Wars media we've had like. Andor, which and you know, and and the Obi Wan Kenobi show, which is like, you know, years after Revenge of the Sith. This is like only a few months to a year after Revenge of the Sith. So we're still like a fresh Empire. Like we're still trying to get rid of clones, and they're trying to recruit TKs, you know, for the Stormtrooper Corps and all that. And it's, it's you know, a lot more. Uh, like I said, it's a fresher empire compared to like some of the other stuff we've seen the empire in, you know? So it's, it's really interesting to see that, um, that side of it. And yeah, you know, makes, makes sense. Cause this, this period of time is, they call it the dark times, you know, and it's, there's a reason for it. Yes, sir. <clears throat> um, I had a thought, and it disappeared. Oh, and I wish I remember what it was because I feel like it was good. I think it involves like it's it's 
it's nice to see them to to be like the good guys don't necessarily always win, and this season is definitely not the good guys always win. In fact, they lose. So, yeah. But it was more profound. I thought it was going to go deeper into it, just on storytelling. But I've lost it completely here. Um, and I'm at a loss. God damn it. Um. um uh, well, I'll just move on from that. The The other thing that uh, I found kind of interesting as we uh, go through uh, this season is, like, they use uh, the stun. The stun setting a lot. And then when they got to the end, they just start killing motherfuckers. <laughs> like, it's like, you yeah. got no choice. I'm going to kill. <laughs> uh, obviously, it's cause, because it's the TKs and the stormtroopers, and it's not their fellow clones. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Omega is deadly with that energy bow thing that she has. Oh, she's just fucking dropping like, motherfuckers. I mean, from the beginning of the season, we know that she improved on it, but man, she was just tearing <laughs> dudes up with that thing. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed every episode this season. You know, I... I I don't really think there's uh, any bad ones, to be honest with you. There's some I like more than others, obviously, but yeah. I got something out of every episode. And if you can get something out of every episode, I think that's pretty fucking dope. In a in a, in a series with as many episodes as we have. Because there's, what, 16, 16 episodes? episodes? Yeah. That's a lot of episodes, you know? And you kind of expect a stinker or two in, in a, an account that large sometimes. But not. There's there's something good and able to be gleaned from from every single one of them. Yeah, no. Some of them are definitely weaker, but I don't think any of them was like, man, that's terrible. Like, you know, some other shows I could think of where it's like, man, these these episodes are just completely ass and you know, here are the good ones. Yeah, I mean, like I said, dude, they all have something where they like you think maybe it's not going to be as important or i mean some people will consider it to be filler but then like by the end of the season you're like dude this is this all matters like it it, it leads up to you know the finale of of and it and it it's a part of the journey of these characters man like particularly uh uh um what was i saying uh, like their journeys, you know, like like this, like it, it all, it all has a part of of you know. These characters are all like connected, and 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 where we uh, you know, go at the where we where we end up at the at the end is is because of like all those other all these other episodes that we went through, you know, like they all have something to contribute to the larger story. Is what mm-hmm, I was saying, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh. I was just gonna praise Jimmy Simpson for 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 fucking Hemlock, who who walks that fine line between creepy and charismatic and serial killer <laughs> voice lines. Like Doctor Hemlock is ter- ter- terrifying, uh, uh, and Jimmy Simpson does a really good job uh, voicing that character. That's what I was gonna say. One of the things I was gonna add. Um. Yeah, no, nah, they it's it's isn't it interesting how they like Rampart was our guy that I thought was gonna be like our villain throughout right? the show. 
and then they just like off him like mid-season mm-hmm. and then they introduce jimmy simpson's character and you're like fuck this guy is cold-blooded man mm-hmm. and you think rampart's bad here's this other guy yeah that i wasn't expecting either here's this totally dude that expecting rampart to just bite it halfway he's like a fucking nazi scientist from world war ii he is just evil he's straight evil fucking tortures anything to get what he wants um you know they're clones they belong to the empire you know like they can do whatever they want with them they have no rights as as property yeah yeah it's terrible also cool to see scorch again uh walking around doing shit uh and part Scorch of me is, is like doing stuff. I'm just like every time like, I come see on, him, Scorch, like, turn, turn to the come to the the good side, Scorch. Come on. I just <laughs> I can't help but every time I see him, I'm like, where's the rest of Delta Squad, bro? Like, why is he the only one out here? Like, where is right? Where is Boss? Where is Sev? Where is Fixer? Like, why is Scorch the only one of the the Deltas we got out here? Like, what's going on? And it, it also makes me wonder, like, why Scorch though? Why? Yeah, why like, him specific? Like why, why? Why did they choose him specifically to show? You know exactly. Like, why is he the the only one? Like, of you could have any other repu- or imp- I guess Imperial Commando now at this point, right? But any other commando that you could make as like the guy that they have out there, and it's him. But but why? We still haven't really like they. We we don't know why that is. So I don't. I don't you know what I mean? I don't. I don't understand why that is. I'm I hope we curious. get to, to you know bottom of that, but I don't know. I want to know why, damn it! <laughs> Tell me why, okay? I want to know me why. Yeah, I want to know where's the others. Where the others at? Why specifically is Scorch getting all the uh, screen time? Screen yeah. time. Like, does somebody behind the scenes just really like that character or something? I'm just curious. I don't know. It's not, it's not even that I think it's bad. It's just I just want to know why. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's just curiosity. Like, why him out of everybody? You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, what else to talk about? Uh, we got the introduction of the planet Pabu, uh, which I found uh, kind of interesting. Pabu, right? yeah. Pabu. It was, uh, I feel like that was also like maybe one of the weaker episodes, but I feel like mm-hmm. it, it kind of, again, it's still like, this is where Fee's from. And this is like how, you know, you get to learn more about her and, and, and why she kind of does the things she does. And these are her, mm-hmm. her people that she's with. And, and it kind of, and it also introduces like, this could potentially be a spot for the bad batch. To, yeah. You know, kind of, it's kind of like a slowdown. So it's like here's yeah. the outpost is just aired here. Watch this episode. Get your breath. You know, uh, the the previous uh, week had been the outpost, right? And then the next week we get Pabu. I totally get why they put it here. I think it's a good spot to put it uh, because like that the outpost episode before this was super intense. Yeah, it was super emotional at times. And then we yeah. get Pabu, which is like here you can kind of slow down, enjoy this new planet. We're gonna plant the seeds of maybe the Bad Batch retiring here. Uh, you're gonna learn more about Fee. You're gonna learn about these other characters for a little bit. I get it. Uh, yeah. As I was watching, I'm like, man, this is why you don't live on an island. You only go to vacation, right? Fuck 
damn nature you scary the moment it started shaking i'm like well i know what's gonna about to happen they're gonna have a fucking tsunami it's what's about to happen because <laughs> whenever there's fucking earthquakes in places there's always like fucking <laughs> a giant tidal waves that can be born in the wake of those and it happened exactly uh We got Krennic for like a line of dialogue in uh, yeah. the Summit episode. That's why I was saying earlier. I think they just like reused the line from Rogue yeah. One. They probably did. I mean, why, why would you bring him back just for like that? I mean, he, and he didn't say anything else. Like, he just had that one line of dialogue. Hmm. Like you knew that was him before they mentioned him, but then Tarkin was like, you know, director Krennic, or, or I, yeah, I don't think he was a director by that point, obviously, but like. He's like, Krennic, like, you know, tell us about Project Stardust. And you're like, oh, man, that, you know, Rogue One. <laughs> we know what um, that is. We know what we that is. I would love to see, like, Galen, you know, like, Mads Mikkelsen's character, like, Jin's dad. Because he had a lot to do with, you know, the Death Star stuff. I wonder, it makes me wonder if we're going to see more uh, Project Stardust, like, Death Star creation, like, management stuff in the future um that would be cool I, I would like to see more of that maybe um but i don't know we'll see i i, I thought it was cool that they brought him in though and also i thought that one of those imperial officer dudes is just like an old clone kind of looked like it to me but i don't i don't know i don't, I don't even know how was it paying attention um, Cause, cause I wish sitting in a round table and one of them was like, that, looks, that just looks like an old clone. Hmm. Uh, one of the things that I was gonna bring up, and I wish it was my original idea, it is not. I saw somebody else mention it, but I didn't even think about it while watching the episode. It's like, it's like totally makes sense for Tarkin just to sit on top of this mountain in a safe room waiting for this thing to explode and it not bother him at all. Totally fits mm. with his character considering what happens on the Death Star. Evacuate him, yeah. in our moment of triumph. In, in our moment of triumph, yeah. Well, I was like, yeah, yeah that's interesting that because <laughs> they're on they're on Eriadu, which is if you mm. know that's that's his home planet. Like, that's mm. his home world. Yep. So he's like, I'm at home. What are they gonna do to me here, bro? This, this is you you in my house. You don't like it? Kiss my ass. You don't like it? It's my <laughs> yeah. house, bitch. Like, like what are they gonna do to me here, man? We just lock the you know, lock the doors. Get some troopers in here with us. Close, close shut Good. shut the curtains and everything. We'll be fine. So yeah, no, I, I I didn't even like think of that, but that's totally right. Yeah, mm-hmm. makes makes absolute sense with with what we know happens to him. Yeah. Uh, again, I just saw that on a post somewhere where somebody was talking about it, and I was like, damn it, I wish I had thought of that, but you're totally right. Yeah, it's, yeah, absolutely. It, it, it totally fits with his character and what eventually happens on Death Star. <laughs> Why would I fucking leave? Uh, exactly. Which leads me to wonder, what the fuck was Saw thinking? You didn't do anything! You just blew it up and made the patch get fucked up, man! Yeah, he uh, fucked him over, dude. Yep, he he didn't accomplish anything with that other than, but the, I mean that's just the thing though with his yeah. character, man. He's always just trying to. Yeah, I know. He's like trying to do stuff, but like, he doesn't go about it the right way, you know. Mm-hmm. He's like he's willing to do whatever it takes, man. Even if it costs some people, you know, f- friendly lives or whatever, you know. Like as long 
as long as he gets the job done. But even then, sometimes he don't get the job done. You damn extremist. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's why, like, it's really interesting seeing, like, an Andor having him, Luthen, and then Mon Mothma, because you have kind of the the two extremes, right? You have Mon Mothma being, like, the super, like, I want to try to do this as least violently as possible. And then you have Saw, who's, like, on the extreme opposite of end of that. He's like, I don't give a fuck who's in our way. We're going to get stuff done, bro. And then you have kind of Luthen in between both of them. You know, which is just one of the more interesting things about that show, which I hope we get more of in season two. But um, yeah, uh, what a what a crazy escape uh, there at the end of them trying to leave that uh, area, and then you know, leads to losing tech. And then I like the uh, the scene where they're like escaping. And they're like dragging Omega, and we kind of have like the video game camera of like looking around yeah. and seeing the blaster fire, and like there's like you know mist and like smoke, and like you know we just we just crash landed on this thing, so we got to get out of here, kind of deal. That was really cool to see as well. Um, just that whole you know part of it for sure. Um. I think that's kind of all I have to say on the current season, DT. If, do you have anything more to say on the current season? And if you do not, uh, do you have any... What, what, what do you think we go from here? What do you think season three might deal with? What do you, what are you thinking? So, just to recap season two, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I liked uh, all the familiar characters that we got. Some of the new characters that we got, like, you know, Wilco and, you know, uh, just, like, uh, some of the characters we got in, like, in the faster episode, you know. And, and and whatnot just scattered out throughout here and there. Um, I'm very curious to see where we go from here. I, like I said, obviously going moving forward in season three, I think we're gonna regroup. I think we're gonna go. I think it's gonna be the Return of the Jedi season. If 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 the first one was a New Hope and this one is the Empire, season three is gonna be Return of the Jedi. We're gonna, you know, how at the beginning of that movie, they went out to uh, rescue Han from Jabba's palace. Uh, with with some with some help, uh, and and the plan together. I think uh, in season three we're gonna we're gonna f- you know with with Rex's clone um, uh, network, we're gonna bust out uh Omega and Crosshair, and we're gonna bring them back into the fold. I don't know if that's gonna take be like a season long thing, or if they'll do it at the beginning of the season or mid season or whatever. But I think at some point it's going to happen in the season and we're going to have like clones and TKs just go at it and just shoot each other up. And I hope we continue to see other, you know, uh, characters like Chuchi and stuff come back and just like people that are like starting to get the rebellion going, like the early, the early rebellion, even though obviously the rebellion doesn't, form until much later in the, in the canon in the timeline but just kind of like the early rebel leaders maybe we get to see more mon mothma and bail and shit I, it'd be cool if we got like luthan in like animated form you know that'd be kind of dope i mean i don't know what he's doing in this current time but that'd be kind of cool to see him and like i said earlier i'd love to see more like krennic and galen and you know stardust and all that stuff and i mean uh yeah like it just 
I don't know how far we're going to... I, I don't know how many seasons we're planning on going with Bad Batch, but I would love to see, like, eventually also maybe, like... You know how at the beginning of Rogue One, uh, Jin gets left with Saw? Like, if we're still running around with Saw, maybe we see, like, little, little Jin run around with him, you know? Mm-hmm. Dealing with all that stuff. And just, dude, I don't know how many seasons we're planning on Bad Batch. It's very interesting because we're still kind of early in, like the timeline post revenge of the sith like we're only in 18 bby i believe which is like a year after revenge of the sith and as of as of season two so depending on where we go in the next season there's still a lot of story they could tell before we even get to like you know fallen order or like you know obi-wan and andor and all that other stuff like there's so much they could still do with it so yeah i'm just i'm very curious to see where we go from here but that's kind of what I'm thinking we see in, in season three, maybe is kind of, we're going to go to Mount Tantus at some point, maybe season finale or mid season or whenever we're finally going to go to Mount Tantus and bring back Omega and crosshair is going to turn, convert back to the bad batch. And it's going to be, you know, it's going to be the, the return, the return of the clones instead of the return of the Jedi, but then maybe kind of like also not the return because eventually we know that the clones get phased out. So I don't know. Maybe maybe That's the thing. we get some what? maybe we get some good as long as or some bad with the good too, you know. What do you think the ultimate fate of the bad batch will be? What do you think happens to the batch at the end of all this? Man, that's such a good question, dude, cuz like we already lost one of them. And like Crosshair isn't with them right now either. Echo's like kind of like he's with Rex and he's kind of with them also at the same time. Like I don't know, dude. Like that's it's so interesting because they set up Pabu so they could maybe eventually go there and retire. But I don't, I just don't know like how many seasons they plan on doing with this show and like where they plan on taking these characters. And that's just it. They I could mean, rescue Omega next season and then in season four do a time jump if they wanted to as well. You know, you never know. Yeah. I just, the thing, I just, it's kind of hard to tell, man. I just don't really don't know what they're, what they, because like anything could happen to them. They could die. They could live and just go off somewhere else like i don't know man i, I don't know but what do you think future of the show what what, what are we doing what, what, what are you, what are you I, expecting I, or hoping or you know whatever i i expect them to die one by one to be honest with you like i don't want that to happen but this the the ending of this season kind of made me think you know what if they just do a season every season and somebody dies at the end of every season till we're just like down to like Hunter and Omega, and they go off and retire or something somewhere. Like they've lost so much. I I feel like that would be way too dark. Uh, but I feel like, man, this show's pretty dark. Dark, you know, people fucking die. I don't. Yeah. I don't even really want that to happen because I like the batch. You know, I like all the characters. But something's got to happen where they're not around anymore, right? Or at least that we've seen yet in some. Yeah. Uh form um so like it's it's hard for me to believe that they show up at some point down the line and like some of the like new republic era stuff because they just be old as shit by that time right mm-hmm. and like i just i don't i just don't see how they could show up in any of the stuff that we got going on or any of the future stuff like i don't i don't know i feel like there has to be some kind of definite ending mm-hmm. to these characters mm-hmm. one way or another whether it's a good one or a bad one you know i just don't know as of right now, I just don't know what it is, though, because it's kind of still too early to tell. But I don't know. It's, that's why it's going to be interesting to keep up with the show, man. Like, 
I feel like this show is kind of underrated. Like everybody obviously keeps up with Mando and, you know, even the, even the casual fans love Mando and all that stuff. And that's fine. And that's great. And, you know, that's, that's more a, well, uh, that's more of a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's more a, uh, a show that anybody could watch Mando, I, I guess is right. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Bad Batch, like not everybody like, you know, not everybody likes to watch cartoons and, you know, whatever that, whatever their excuses are for not watching. Right. It's like, Oh, I don't watch, you know, whatever. Uh, but I feel like people are missing out by not watching this, man. This has, like much like Clone Wars, it has some really like interesting, deep cut, like dark Star Wars stories and and and, and like you know time. It, it's in, in especially where it's at in the timeline too. Like interesting stuff that is that we haven't explored really before. Um, and they just and they bring back stuff that we haven't had in a while, or like to introduce things that are like new, like you know. Like I mentioned before, bringing back like Zillow Beast and just the whole like TK Troopers and what and you know clone rights and what are we gonna do? Like you have people fighting for clone rights and you have you know, Imperials that are just like you're, they're Imperial property. They're not even human, you know. So it's just it's really fascinating stuff that I hope we continue to see more of. And yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to season three, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be very interesting to see where we go with these characters and where they end up in the end after it's all said and done. Because as of right now, I can only guess, but I don't. I honestly, I'm not sure which way they're leaning towards, one way or another. Gotcha. All right, I don't have any more to say. DT, do you have anything else to to say on the bad bat? No, I just. It all. It just. It makes me wonder if, like, even if they know where they want to go with these characters, like. Like mm-hmm. going back to like tech, right? Like for example, what if they just did that with tech? Because they're like, we're unsure if we want to keep him dead or if we want to keep him alive. Yeah. The way they did it right now, they're like, well, it's kind of ambiguous. Where it's like they could bring him back if they wanted to, or, or they can keep him dead if they wanted to. But he, but like, what if they even they themselves don't even know what to do yet, right? Like that type of stuff is always interesting to me. Like how do they? How long does it take for them to decide? Or maybe they. Or maybe he is like dead, like we think he is, and and they're just like we knew from the beginning, or like I, this is why I love watching like behind the scenes stuff. But anyway, uh, yeah, that I think that's all we got to say on it. We really enjoyed season two. Thank you guys for watching and listening. Uh, it's another another good episode, uh, I think, uh, uh, of the podcast, and uh, and another good season of not only uh, Bad Batch but Star Wars in general. So, all right, definitely enjoyable. I think that's going to do it, guys. I'm going to th- go ahead and throw over to DT to say his goodbyes. DT, you are on the main screen. Thank you guys for watching, hanging out, all that good stuff. Uh, hope you not only enjoyed season two of The Bad Batch, but hope you enjoyed us, you know, in our uh, listening to us in our conversations of, uh, of the season. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys next week. Where we'll be talking more Star Wars. We'll be talking about Celebration because Celebration's coming up. It is coming up next week, man. This is it. It'll, it'll be here in no time. And we're going to be getting a lot of Star Wars news, which we'll be covering and we'll be talking about here next week. Um, I'm excited. I can't wait. And another thing I'm excited for and can't wait is our next session of Flashes and Bandits. Can't wait. So very excited to play more of our Star Wars RPG. Um, you guys should definitely go follow the Heroes and Fables Twitch channel. And uh, check out the VOD for the first session if you haven't already over on Josh's Twitch or uh, YouTube, rather, my bad. 
and uh yeah coming up for me uh we'll be starting some new games uh so keep an eye out for that and uh yeah thanks for watching guys we'll see you guys next time bye bye peace out all right guys thanks everybody for watching appreciate you guys as always for checking us out uh make sure to follow us on all the things over on the sidebars there appreciate it saturday blasters and bandits makes its a glorious return as we get back up with that crew and see what they're up to now that they are in the service of uh Gibba the slimy um uh it's exciting i've been uh, prepping a little bit here and there the last week and i can't wait to get over there and play that's kind of like going to be my main shout out for the next little bit guys go check out heroes and fables on twitch uh the vods are posted up on josh 902 youtube so go check that out very easy to find that first episode actually did really good numbers for us on youtube i was surprised um if you like just star wars in general these are the channels to follow for that if you just like news and stuff follow this channel if you want to check out the tabletop stuff follow heroes and fables uh i am a dice maker and i have ordered new dice molds guys so new molds will be here eventually and we will start making more dice uh for the uh for sale so check out 902 dice creations everywhere as well um uh i'll post photos on the instagrams on the etsy all that places all them places if you're interested in polyhedral dice i sell those uh it's been like a really cold crappy winter so i haven't had a chance to make much in that in that type of weather but that's over with it is springtime it is it is warm weather and <laughs> loud thunderstorms apparently um that's gonna do it uh appreciate you guys for checking out the show and we will see you all next monday or this saturday over on heroes and fables till then take care of each other bye bye